Hey everyone, today is Wednesday the 26th of April 2017 and this is The Gap episode 367. I'm Luke Laurie and Job Gore is here. How are you going? I'm good. I literally just chucked an Anzac cookie in my mouth. Oh, pet. That's, that's good. Well, I'm sure fine. everyone will love it. Um, High quality radio. Did you get to chuck any Jeff Goldblum sausages in your mouth? I didn't, <laughs> but I wish I had. How weird is that? It's amazing. I don't understand. Is it like a bit? Like, is he doing a fucking thing? Or is, I don't did know. he literally open up a fucking food truck? I don't understand. Like, it's, I don't think it's a promo thing. Does he have any films coming out other than Thor? <laughs> like, um, I was trying to figure that out on social media. People were just saying, oh, it must be like a film marketing thing. But yeah, no one could really figure it out. It just seemed like he was good guy Jeff Goblin giving away free sausages. Yeah, I don't know, man. I was uh, when I went to that pre preview the other week. They had um, uh, Polos Hermanos from um, Breaking Bad oh, yeah. took over a fried chicken joint in King's Cross. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's definitely a popular thing to do. The you know taking over um, like food stuff for some sort of marketing stunt or whatever. It's definitely something you've seen, like we've seen before. Yeah. By the way, if you are in Sydney or you're in the cross, I think the place they took over was called Thirsty Bird. I've been there before. Their fried chicken is pretty, pretty good. And and they didn't change the recipe, I believe. So you can get, you know, ostensibly Los Polos, Hermanos, fucking chicken, whenever the fuck you want. So, uh, yeah. Or you can make chicken, my special chicken making way but i'll tell you that later <laughs> yeah um yeah yeah I, I i can't work it out man like sausages jazzy cuisine or something i i, I yeah i don't know it's beyond me hmm. but it's cool yeah it's awesome <laughs> it's cool little thing to have happen i guess just weird yeah just kind of weird it sort of blew up about what just after lunchtime like hmm. people posting on social media that like Jeff Goldblum has a food truck in Sydney. Yep. And he's giving away free food. <laughs> and he's giving away free sausages as well. Like I was tempted. I thought about it. I'm like, shit, maybe I'll go get a sausage. But yeah. then I'm like, uh, that's going to either cost me a lot of time or a lot of money. So that is a dumb plan. I will not be doing that. I'm going to fucking. Yeah. And it's the kind of thing where um, he I don't think he could do it for too long. You kind of got to be in and out. You can't sit around at the same spot for too long. Otherwise, everybody just will be running down there. Yep. Uh, it'd just be crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, mm. quite an interesting day. Hmm. Uh, he's also going to be in the new Jurassic World. Like, people were trying to figure out it was tied to that. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. That's a weird thing to do if it is tied to that. So strange. Yeah. Um, don't know why I'd sign on for Jurassic World. I guess money's money, but shit. Did you see Independence Day 2? No. It's pretty bad. Pretty bad. So he's just in it for the cash money. Yeah. Well, I don't. It's not his fault it's bad. Yep. <laughs> like the film's not good. Uh, but yeah, who knows? But like, surely he must. Like, the thing is, right, most of the time you can tell if a movie's going to be bad when you read the script. Most people can tell. All right? So if you read Jurassic World script, right, anyone 
Jurassic World 1 scripts, right? Hmm. Anyone could have read that and thought, yeah, it's probably going to be bad. Right? Uh, it'd probably make a lot of money. That's what they were thinking. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm juxtaposing the concept of making a lot of money with making a bad film. Like, yeah, so he's accepting that he's making bad films because he's making lots of money. Hmm. I'm saying he's not, you know, making these films and thinking, well, it might be okay and I'll make some money. He's I, going I- in knowing it's going to be shit because Jurassic World was shit. Sorry if any listeners out there are uh, unaware of this, but that movie is fucking garbage. Hmm. I don't know if I've talked about this enough, but at one point, fucking Bryce Dallas Howard runs away from a T- outruns a T-Rex while wearing fucking high heels. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I think um, Independence Day, I don't even remember the name of it too. Was it Resurgence or something? Probably not. Yeah. Anyway, it's got some interesting ideas in it, um, but it's just not. It's not a good film at all. So I I think the first Independence Day hold up though. I think so. Does it? Yeah, it's a good action film. Does it? Is it though? Because you think fucking Predator Two is a great movie. It is a good movie. I see. You think Gary Busey? You think it's a great movie? Danny Glover. Uh under Siege has Gary Busey. Yeah, but there's no Under Siege is better than Predators 2. And that's despite Steven Seagal. Un- the original Under Siege, the one on the yeah. boat? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who, who's in the second one? Who's the bad guy in the second one? Nobody can possibly remember or care. Who is it in the first one? That's the one on the train, right? Yeah. Gary yeah. Busey's the bad guy in the first, uh, first one. Oh, Okay. And um, fucking what's-his-face, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, all right. I have not seen that in a very long time. But I mm. remember watching the, um, the second one quite much more recently, I feel like. Than Why? Uh, probably because it was on TV or something like that. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Why were you watching TV? See, the questions keep mounting, Luke. Who knows? <laughs> um. Who was the bad guy in Unsiege 2? Help us out here. I'm going to guess it was this guy, Eric Eric. Bogosian. Yeah. Who is from... Law and Order. Law and Order. Blade Uh, Trinity. Oh, that explains it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Anyway. Good times. Good times. Uh, So, yeah, that's about it. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Should about... Get games, right? That's what we do. Shit about games? Yes, we do. Yes. Um, should we just go into Battlegrounds? Yeah. Why not? Why, Why not? Because that's, wow, that's that's still the game we're playing a mm-hmm. lot of. Uh, yep. Last week was a big patch. Big patch. Big patch. The big monthly patch that they did, um, which changed uh, a lot of things and a lot of, a lot of bug fixes, a lot of new... Um, New gameplay mechanical stuff. And, yep, uh, a new gun. Yeah, a new gun to uh, a vector, um, a new yep. submachine gun uh, with a high fire rate, but low accuracy of like medium to long range. Yep. And uh, like a small, small amount of ammo to kind of use that. You got, I think, 13 bullets in the actual magazine. 
not, not a lot. <laughs> in the default, yep. Yeah. 13. Uh, and then they added in a, they added the crossbow back in, which is amazing. Um, that's not a, really a weapon that you come across a lot of. And when you do, it's kind of like, well, I've got eight arrows and that's pretty much it. Yep. Um, so that's, that's an interesting weapon to use. What else is in there that they put in terms of, I think that was about it, right? Motorbike. Motorbike. Yeah. Bit, um, <laughs> A bit, uh, you know, not not that great to kind Terrifying. of- Terrifying. Yeah, to kind of- it, It's all right to get around in. in it's small. fast. It is very fast. It goes like 130 when you're boosting, which is 20 faster than the fucking uh, Dacia, which I think is the fastest boost yep. car. Uh, but yeah, anytime you turn a corner- Or hit it's a fucking c- rock. Center of balance just loses its fucking mind. And things get really hairy, and uh, apparently there is a bug, uh, regard like related to how much damage you take when getting ejected from the bike at the moment, which is why, well, it's why I got fucking killed that time, getting thrown from a car, uh, a bike, or downed at least. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, some. I don't know. It's an interesting thing. I'll still take one. I'll still take one over a buggy, to be honest. Um, but, yeah. Still. Crazy. Hmm. Yeah. So, a lot of... Um, yeah, a cu- couple of little additions in there. They also... Uh, I guess they made the frying pan <laughs> be able to stop bullets, <laughs> which is one of the best things I've ever seen in a game. <laughs> Spectacular. It's so good. Um, I don't know if they made it, made this a thing in the patch, or we just recently discovered it. Because, yeah, yeah, everybody's using it now. Yeah, basically, it went from I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to rock a um For, melee weapon. Man. Yeah. To yep, I'm getting the fucking I got a bump frying protector. pan if I see it. Yeah, because I got that bump protector. It's um. Like, I, it it literally saved my life, like, at least three times now. Hmm. You you hear the fucking crack of what could only possibly be an AWM, uh, like, explode behind you, and then you hear the bing, and you're like, <laughs> fuck yeah, fuck you, prick, <laughs> and you just keep on running. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it is the dumbest fucking, dumbest quirk i i've seen in a long time but i yeah i loved it bits yeah um yeah that's good um they also put in like a lot of improvements in the performance uh like especially in the frame rate department um it definitely runs a lot better overall yep when you're kind of running around the environment the uh like the rendering of of buildings and whatnot was also improved, so you can kind of see them a bit better while you're jumping out of the plane, which can be helpful because there were some instances where you're trying to look for a you know a place on the map and it wouldn't come into kind of view until a much closer distance. So this kind of lets you pinpoint things a bit easier. Um, sound they they ch- changed a bunch of the sound stuff, which is which is really cool. Uh, revivals is now. Basically, if someone's reviving you, um, your health meter no longer decreases while that revive is happening. So that's pretty cool because 
you'd run into instances before where once it got to a certain threshold, it just wasn't, there wasn't any point in actually reviving anybody. So that kind of was a bit crap. Um, what else is in there? New sites? Uh, yeah, the two by two times. I hated. Fuck that thing. Fine. It's all right. No, no. It's cool. No. Yeah, I think balance changes for the, um, for some of the, the rifles we're putting. It seems like they're going to be uh, doing that quite often, but I don't think they're going to talk about what balance changes they're actually making with the weapons. Yeah. I was reading something on Twitter or or um, or an interview with him or something like that where they want to kind of not actually put numbers out there, which- Obviously, it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's okay. I mean, if people are doing- uh, I have watched YouTube videos where people are trying to figure out, like, what's the best weapon and how much damage yep. are they taking, you know, how much damage you take with armor on and off. Um, so it is kind of, there are ways to figure that out, but yeah, whatever that they can do it. They've been pretty good at communicating, uh, changes and, and how things work anyway. So if they want to hide a few things, that's, that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I think, I think overall it's been a pretty good patch. Like the last one fixed a lot of stuff, a lot of improvements, some new like gameplay changes. Uh, it looks like they're toying with, uh, custom games and that sort of stuff, which is cool. And also rolling out a, a test environment. I don't know if we talked about that last week at all, but um, that was something I said they, they desperately needed because they'd really fucked up that first patch with rolling it out and then having to roll it back because there were problems. And I kind of said, if, if they're going to be doing this, they need to have a test server or a test client out there. And I think they came out and did that pretty soon afterwards. So that's awesome. Um, but yeah, it's been um, it's been pretty fun. A lot of, a lot of good games happening. That's... That's been the game I've been playing a lot of the last, like, week. And I think that's probably the same for you as well. Yeah. it's. I'd say it's most of what I've played. Hmm. Um, I On the weekend, uh, I was home alone and I probably... That's all I did on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. It was good. I'm just looking at my Steam stats and uh, I am now just... 20 hours away from having played more Battlegrounds than I have of Daisy standalone. Really? Okay. How does that work? Daisy. All right. I've played more hours of this than Daisy. That's given though. How many hours yeah. have you played? Daisy standalone, only 144. Because I will regularly go back. I mean, I'm still not close to my Armor 3 numbers or definitely not close to my Armor 2 numbers. Yeah. Um, not even close to Armor 2, like the various different ways to play Armor 2 either. Yep. Um, but yeah, Daisy standalone. I mean, it just didn't, even with all the time I spent in it, it, it never captured me the way this has. Uh, it's, yeah, it's some shit. Um, got any more wins? Uh, yeah, I, I had a couple over the weekend. I think I... Uh, I didn't get any solo wins, but I came close. I, I really butchered. Oh, we I, I butchered up two games. There was one game we played where we basically got an entire um, uh, like group of people more than more than we can fit in a squad. So in battlegrounds, the normal squad size is uh, solo, duos, or three or four people mm-hmm. um, for a squad match. And we we've generally got more than four people at some stages when we're playing on our Discord channel. So. I think at this this game we had maybe eight people, eight to ten, mm. and we decided to jump into solo. Um, but 
we wouldn't be teaming up. We'd all be we'd all be separate. So we wouldn't tell each other where we were jumping off at. Um, we weren't helping each other in any way. It was just a matter of playing at the same time in a solo match and just dicking around and having some fun. Yeah. Uh, I think in one of those, I don't know how many we played. I think we only played the one where we got everybody in the same server. But uh, was there two of them? Yeah. I thought we got split up. Um, but one of them, Drew and I were in top 10 or top five. And that game, I came second in that one. Completely fucked up the um, uh, the ending. Uh, and I don't remember what I came in the other game. But yeah. Yeah. I think I outlast you in the other game. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, I, I think, think I, I won. Early. Won that game in that I lost the longest out of any of our <laughs> players, but I didn't win the game. I did make it to the top 10. Yeah. So I've had a um, pretty rough streak of making the top five and not actually getting the fucking chicken dinner. And it's been driving me nuts. I've only had one week, uh, one win since last week, I think. Uh, oh no and one win that I felt actually involved in <laughs> felt like I actually contributed properly to and I got I had two other wins where I was I think dead first maybe <laughs> like like dead in the first fucking encounter type shit yeah and like literally browsing reddit the entire time <laughs> yeah uh, yeah so uh, yeah I, uh, I haven't had a good run of being in charge of shit uh <laughs> in charge of my own destiny which is yeah rough but yeah uh, well we went out on friday night and before that we were having a couple of games and yep. um we won a game in that one mm-hmm. and then last night uh after i got home from anzac day drinks yep uh our, our team won a game i didn't do much but we still <laughs> we still won a game i thought i did a good job as commanding people oh yeah shot caller yeah <laughs> like uh backseat driving Yep. <laughs> so, um, I did something stupid, like went after three guys at the start with a shotgun. Oh, I yeah. got like two of them. Uh, no, sorry. It didn't go after three guys at the start. We went in, I saw dudes like in a house and I was trying to back up my team. So I mm. fucking ran in there and, uh, and I was just like, oh, stuff it. Like they're, they're we could have just left and they were in like a two story house and ran up the stairs and down two of them. And then uh, there was a third one in there as well, and he shot me, and none of my team were behind me, so I ended up dying. But uh, from then on, I became the the tactical leader of, of swapping between players and picking out where we should be going and that yep. sort of stuff. So I, I, I thought I did pretty good at that. Mm. Um, yeah. I, uh, I've had, like I have had some really fucking good games. I just haven't been getting the fucking the chicken dinner, hmm. and it's driving me bananas. Like I feel like I'm real, I'm playing really well. And I'll just wind up, like, getting a bit fucking boned. Hmm. Like, you'll just find yourself... Like, there are definitely... You definitely wind up in unwinnable situations, right? Like, or... Like, the odds are stacked against you to the point where... Nothing's technically unwinnable. But... Like, the other person would have to misplay pretty fucking hard. Um, I, I was playing again... The last game I played today, I jumped in solo... Uh, at lunchtime and yeah it was raining and i was shredding motherfuckers uh i landed in pachinki and 
it was I don't know what was going on. It was like a fucking bug zapper. I was I was my house was a bug zapper, <laughs> and all these players were just fucking bugs roaming or like just straight in and like yeah. I was I was perched at the top of the stairs in one of these houses. Uh, I saw this dude like just fucking openly sprint across the road directly after me. I could still see like I was running up the stairs, and he just like bursts on in and starts searching the same fucking house. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Yeah, uh, like either he didn't see me, which would have been spectacular spectacular mistake, or. Uh, yeah, he just didn't give a fuck. Like, he was like, I'll go deal with the dude upstairs when I'm ready. Uh, for now, I'm going to look and make sure I get all this shit first, which is just a really odd choice. But anyway, he, he ducks upstairs, and I, I only had a fucking Mac 10 at this point, a mini um, Uzi or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. I spray him, and he runs back downstairs, and he gets shotgun to death by some dude. And then uh, that dude runs upstairs and I murder him. And that dude didn't even, like, that dude wasn't even trying. He just, like, <laughs> fucking hoofed it upstairs. Like, that's not how you go upstairs when you think there's someone upstairs. You, you, like, fucking back to the wall and you're just aiming fucking everywhere. You're, like, yeah, try, like, edging. You're using your third-person camera to sort of edge out so that you can see. Peak. as Yeah, it's a peak as much as possible and all that kind of nut. This dude just fucking hoofed it up the stairs, murder him at the top of the stairs. Uh, someone else runs in, ducks up the stairs, ducks back down again like they're peeking and then gets murdered by some dude uh, with a shotgun downstairs. And then this dude runs straight up the fucking stairs and starts looting the corpse at the top of the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? You're like, I'm right you. here. You're dead. <laughs> Murdered him. So after that, I had like, yeah, four four bodies to loot. So I get myself a fucking M16, a silenced M16 with scopes and shit. And I make uh, the circle, I think it was like three, no, four, four contractions of the circle and uh, Pachinka was still inside it, which was handy. But on the next one, I uh, took it south of Pachinki into those hills. Hmm. And uh, so I went down there, murdered a dude in the trees with my uh, silenced rifle, watched two dudes, like, run up on me. And I'm like, well, like, I'm fucked. This is over. Uh, and then they both take cover behind the same tree, right? I'm like, they're shooting, they run up shooting at me. It's raining the whole time. So I guess sound is negated a little bit. But yeah, they're pinging at me and I'm like fucking hiding behind a tree. I see them both take cover. Uh, let's like, let's say I have my back to the West. Yeah, West. Yeah, I do have my back to the West. These guys both take cover behind a tree so that their backs are to the east. And then they fucking notice each other and murder one another. Or one of them murders the other. And then I finish off the other guy because, like, he takes cover. Hmm. He takes cover in full view of me. Like, he takes cover from the dude he just mur- murdered. Whatever. Anyway, so I kill him. All silenced. Still silenced. Uh, three left. My heart's fucking pounding. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. The circle... Obviously, uh, I am on. I always on the edge of the circle at this point. Uh, if I can help it, I don't want to be in the center of the circle. Mm-hmm. The circle uh, contracts so that I have to basically cross to the opposite side of the fucking circle, mm-hmm. which is across a fucking road. 
no cover at all. Uh, there's literally no like no path where there is cover. Like I'm just, it's just, yeah, okay, well, yeah, this is it's it's an unwinnable situation. Like I I don't have a fucking path to victory. I think at this point, like that's not to. I still like the game, right? But it's, it definitely puts you in these situations where you just don't have a path to victory. The other person would have to be a complete moron. And yes, I'd gotten away with, I'd already, I'd, yeah, I'd already used up my fucking complete moron count like six times in this match alone. So there was no way. The other dude, I like ran to another tree and ate like three fucking shots from an SKS uh, silenced SKS just on this like fucking five meter run. I'm like, ah, oh, A knows exactly where I am, and B is a decent shot, and C, I have no fucking idea where that came from. The only reason I know he's sort of, kind of, definitely still in the circle somewhere is because I angle like I'm using a tree for cover, and he's not shooting me anymore. And he's not shooting me for long enough that I can use a full med kit, get back to full health, and then try to run to the next tree. And I run to the next tree, and I eat, like, way more shit uh, to the point where I've got to pop first aid and painkillers, and the circle's coming in behind me. I'm like, well, cool. Okay. Uh, I'll see what I can do. And I sprint down. But, yeah, there wasn't. Like, I was just, I was on a hill, right? This dude was down low. I was on a hill. I didn't have any cover, and yeah, I died. Yeah, what are you gonna do? I didn't feel bad about that loss. Uh, I felt like I'd done, you know, everything in my power to really get away with, or to make to increase my chances for victory. But yeah, that's that's like that's sort of the RNG loss thing that happens sometimes. I guess. Yep. It bugs the shit out of me. Yeah. I tend to have yeah. Uh, I don't know. A tantrum every now and then when I get fucked by the game. There are a couple of ways that the game could fuck me, right? Like, there's just the RNG, right? Where you just wind up. Either you wind up with nothing straight from the start, which I actually don't hate because it means, like, everything. You sort of, like, really go. Uh, Everything has meaning. But that's that's a case of them fucking up the loot tables, mm-hmm. which they're fixing in that the next week's patch. Yep. Um, and uh, the other like RNG thing is obviously the circles. But uh, there's another there's another problem that I've been noticing, and Nathan's been noticing is uh, frame drops when you're in gunfights, and apparently the next patch will fix that. I was saying it earlier uh, in a chat with Nate. Um, it's not so bad to have frame drops in gunfights when you're using something like a vector. The vector, by the way, if you find a vector, I would recommend taking it over, like, provided you have a, an assault rifle, take the vector as your second weapon. Fuck almost everything else. Unless you feel like a gun with a sniper rifle, I would take a vector over almost anything else. Maybe I'd take a Sega instead uh, if I felt. I felt the vector wasn't doing, or I didn't have a fucking. Actually, if I didn't have an extended mag for the vector, I would take a Sega over it. But otherwise, yeah, if you've got an extended mag for the vector, it's pretty much the best secondary weapon. Mm-hmm. It fucking 
like shots out bullets. It just like just down down range fucking all the bullets nonstop. Fuck it. Fuck you. Fuck everything. It's just things die just with a, a momentary click of the mouse one. Like shit just dies. Yeah. Uh, I love I love that fucking gun, man. I go for it every single time. I, and silenced is even even like more amazing because. Uh, yeah, it seems to silence really well. So, yeah, Vector, spectacular. Uh, where I was going? Oh, yeah. So, uh, if you're using a Vector or you're, like, AK on full auto or whatever the fuck, it doesn't really matter. But if you're hiding in a fucking corner, uh, this happened to me. This is how I stopped playing yesterday. Uh, I was hiding in a corner. I knew that there was a group outside. Uh, and this dude runs in the house. And uh, I flick. I flick shot at him like uh railgun flick style shot at him and i get frame drops as i fire and so my shot like lands fucking two meters past him it's uh he still doesn't notice me and i flick back and uh shoot at him and uh yeah again like i'm just like i'm dropping frames all over the place i was i was in um georgia pole and georgia pole is notoriously laggy as it is but yeah, man. Like that's just infuriating. That's that's not how you want to die. That is not being outplayed. That is just getting fucked by the game. That's annoying. I yeah. don't know. I, I haven't had any frame drops since I did the um since I did the driver reinstall. Mm. I was getting them really bad, like to the point where I couldn't see what was going on the screen for about five seconds. Right. because uh, it was just jumping that bad. Um, just all over the place. So after I did that, it started working again. It was weird. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, yeah, awesome. Awesome fun with that one. Still a lot of people jumping in the, uh, our discord every night, um, and playing along. We've had a, a good group or groups. Yeah. <laughs> multiple um, groups. multiple groups at the same time. So that's been cool. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, there's some... I, I think there's some interesting stuff they can still do with it. Hopefully, they, um, they're they kind of on top of these patches. And uh, there's not too many issues that kind of come out of them. Like, the last couple of ones they've done. Um, you know, you talked about how the loot table, they fucked it up on the last one. Um, yeah, just just stuff like that. Hopefully, they can get on top of that stuff a bit, bit better. Because even though they've identified the problem, it's still not going to get fixed for another week. That's a bit crap. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. guess because they're going on holidays as well. What? So, well, they're going on holidays. They're taking a break. Are they? Yeah. Well, 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 well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'll keep playing. It's it's now it's become that game that I play when I've got a bit of time. It's the game I couple like me and Nate will play at lunch, uh, and it's the game that yeah I'll probably wind up playing when five o'clock hits and shit like that. Like it's that yeah all the time game. I'm actually I have actually started thinking about streaming it. <laughs> yeah. Like what if I just carved out a block of time during the day. When I don't think there are many Aussie streamers like getting on, 
and I just streamed it for yeah an hour or two. Hmm. Why not? You know, people are at work. Just yeah, I've got I've got the time. I've got the ability. Why the fuck not? Um, but yeah, it's it, it would it would literally just be me creating an excuse for myself to play this fucking game more. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love it. I love it to bits. I keep, I'm still struggling to work out how it is, uh, how it could be competitively relevant. I know they're doing like a Twitch charity stream, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think like of itself uh, that would necessarily be a quality like uh, like obviously for the purposes of charity it's a great idea but i don't think it would be something that you would feel necessarily highly competitive about do you get what i'm saying yeah i'd watch it yeah if if they put some cool uh spectator features in there that'd be awesome Mm. um but yeah in saying that I don't want them to focus on that part of it right now. I think there's a lot more things they could do in the game to even make that experience a bit better, like end game statistics or um, like tracking player movements, showing you like having some sort of way to like gauge where people landed and where people died and like like a timeline of what happened would be kind of cool. That's coming. Um, I told you, didn't I? Uh, I, I don't know maybe they're going to implement it as a 2d uh like map representation like a path that you take across the course of the map okay and you'll be able to do it they'll be able to use it for every single player on in a server yeah they're like going to be able to use it for um checking for teamers Yep. that's the uh, like that's one major benefit of it. But yeah, the other thing is you'll be able to yeah, I, I think you'll be able to specifically break down firefights you had and shit like that. You'll be able to like go into a a mate's win, one of Job's classic wins, and you'll have a look and you'll see that he sat in one house for pretty much twenty two minutes. <laughs> Yeah. Before then running and hiding in a bush. Hmm. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. Or hiding in a bush and then not killing the person in front of you. Or as we like to call it, bazzing it up. Oh, bazzing. Got to baz it up. <laughs> Got to baz it up. <laughs> Got to put your gun away and then take it out again and then crouch and then stand up and then crouch and then put your gun away and then not kill a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's loving this. <laughs> oh my god yeah. we, we've had some good videos we have. over the past week uh you know bazzing it up we've had heath not being able to drive properly yep uh, so- oh no dude your video <laughs> of the fucking horn if you haven't seen luke's video of luke telling heath the button for the horn in oh you gotta watch it <laughs> it is world class uh yeah, world class. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That's some good stuff. Anyway, uh, anything else to say about that? Nope. I guess not. Uh, yeah, jump like, honestly, if you're, if you're in Oz, jump in and play with this. And if you're not in Oz, 
jump in on our Discord and uh, chat about it anyway. I, I actually I enjoy like reading people's uh, battleground stories almost as much as I enjoy talking about it or playing it. Like it's just one of those games. Actually, there was one thing I wanted to talk the 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 nature of the concept of teamers. Um, for a while, I was like toying with the idea of uh, convincing, like jumping into solo games. Repeat, just jumping into solo games and seeing if I could convince the a person that I landed next to to team up with me hmm. and see how far we we could go with that. Um, but yeah, with like with the concept of teaming being the way it is, uh, it's I guess impossible now, which. I find it to be a bit of a bummer. It's like literally impossible to have any sort of social aspect in the game, which I think in a way relegates the concept of having a push to talk button, like being able to talk to other people. I think it renders it moot. Like there's no point in having the ability to talk to other people in game. Or well, you can trash talk them. Yeah, but that's, that's, I, it's never positive. No, like that's that's not positive. Still a, fun. a positive interaction. No, it's not. Like <laughs> teabagging someone, that's that's fine. Like that's. I mean, it's still a, a bit shit, but it's like it's, it's still a bit toxic. But like it's like that. Your video of you fucking teabagging that fucking terrible sniper. <laughs> that dude had it coming because he was fucking awful. But like. What what would you do then? Like turn on fucking chat and then tell him that he was shit. It just I do it when I am I only I only resort to it when I am salty as fuck. When I'm like mad that someone is doing some cheese ass bullshit. Uh and yeah, it just reminds me of how much I wish like Hearthstone didn't have the ability like any game that has the ability to communicate with other people, either I believe you should be able to communicate, like, unimpeded, hmm. right? Or, like, in, like, Dota or whatever. And then they should police that chat. Mm-hmm. Or, otherwise, just don't have it. Because, yeah. like, I, I'm thinking of Hearthstone, right? Because you can say, like great job or sorry or whatever the fuck people all people have done is like they did they did it that way so that people couldn't be toxic with their communication all people did was manipulate it so that certain emotes were intended to be toxic or they would use them at times that are toxic and that's that's all that happens when you can communicate through uh yeah non direct means is people will find yeah. other ways like what a save what a save what a save uh in rocket league when 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 you've just scored a goal <laughs> mm. that's a that's a cock move everyone knows that's a cock move right it's a direct cock move but you you don't even to be a cock right i'm not saying don't be a cock in games i'm just saying if the concept of there being a social aspect doesn't exist then the only reason for chat to be in the game is to be a cock to other people. And that isn't a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, there's, but there's also like, um, you know, you can also use a proximity chat to, to, to talk to people that are in your, uh, like your 
uh, squad matchmate group, but we, we also don't know what the custom games are going to be mm-hmm. and how they could use that as well. There could be other things in the pipeline that maybe there is a mode where you'll be able to team up with people um, down the track. So I guess they've got that system in there to facilitate other things that might come later on, at least. But, yeah. I'm not saying there shouldn't be voice over IP in the game. Mm-hmm. I'm saying there shouldn't be proximity chat in the game. Just to talk to other people. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I- I've got it muted, so I don't know. Um, I-, I think maybe they could even try just like get rid of that starting bit. Just don't have people be able to talk to each other at the start. Yeah. Maybe maybe have proximity only take in once you hit the ground or something like that. Yeah. Or, or if you're in the air. Um, that way you don't have to listen to fucking 100 people yelling into a microphone. I remain of the opinion that if I could mute the entire game at the start, I would do it in a heartbeat. Like, give me a button to just mute the game. So I don't want to hear gunshots. I don't want to hear any of this shit. I just want, like, just wait me when I'm in the fucking plane. Mm. You know? Yeah. Anyway. It's fun. Uh, it is fun. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what else you got? Have you played any more Neo? No. 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 I went to play it and then I played Battlegrounds. Yeah. I only played another, like another two hours. Um, I really don't have much to say about it other than I, I beat a boss and then I guess it changed the... Uh, um, they went through and changed the environments for me, which is kind of interesting. Uh, and there's a lot of, like, uh, a lot of side stuff that kind of opened up after that. A lot of, like, side missions, <laughs> which is, there seems to be heaps of it, uh, which is interesting because the game still keeps on surprising me how it kind of keeps evolving and there's more things to do and um, more characters to run into. And it uh, definitely has changed my, um, yeah, changed what I thought about that game kind of initially. So, yeah, it, it's definitely a lot of fun. It's cool. But, yeah, nothing much else to say about that other than I played a little bit. Um, what else have we got here? Magic the Gathering. We played some of that last week. We did. Yeah, it went to a pre-release. Yeah. For Armand Ket. For Armand Ket. Uh, I liked it. Okay. That's- uh, I was surprised. Uh, changed usually- for you. <laughs> Usually how I come away from them, like, just my general feeling of, like, I, I understand why people enjoy this, but, like, as random. always, I feel like I get fucked. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I never feel like I have much control over my own destiny, necessarily. But, uh, yeah, like, this one, I, I felt like I understood... Like all of the the new mechanics, mm-hmm. like they seemed, they didn't seem simple, but they seemed to like make sense to me and were interesting. Yeah, they were interesting, and yeah, I managed to make a what I thought was a pretty good deck. I did get fucked by the RNG, but I didn't feel too bad about it. Yeah. yeah. Do you think you're enjoying it more because you're now you know more about how the game operates and you can put a, a deck together yourself without someone sitting behind you saying, oh. You should be using this or, or that. Yeah, that's definitely definitely possible. And I'm I'm 100% certain that the um, deck that I put together probably wasn't, you know... The best. <laughs> the best 
deck I could have put together with the cards that I had, but I put together like, like, so we, so Jung was, Junglist was playing with us. Mm. And, uh, apart from like having one or two godly cards that I never even had access to mm-hmm. his deck, we both built a white black deck, his deck and my deck were like really similar. And it turned out that his deck was created by, like, former Australian champion of Magic. So, like, I didn't, like, I definitely did an okay job. I'm Yeah, like I said, there's I'm sure of the cards that I had available, there were probably some better fucking ones that I could have put in uh, to make up for the deficiencies I had in the fucking crazy cards that Jung had. Maybe I couldn't have even taken a win off him, but, like... Chung was saying uh, even the pro was was telling him, like even the Aussie champ guy who made his deck for him was saying this deck was like ridiculous. Hmm. Um, yeah, like, I don't know, man. I, I felt I felt like I, I did a good job of deck building, played some fun games, uh, like didn't win them all, but I didn't care. Um, yeah, I guess that's the, like like you were saying, like, I have gotten to a point where deck building is actually part of the fun now. Um, so, or like I know enough of the game to build a deck myself. So that means that deck building can be part of the fun. Yep. Um, yeah. Hmm. But, yeah. Anyway, uh, so this is like a, um, we, we talked about magic in the before previous, previous episodes. Uh, this is a brand new, uh, I guess, what do they call them? Season or events? Um, where it's uh, it's got like an Egyptian theme, like deserts and whatnot, and your deck was using some of like the new um, the new mechanics they got in there, and it seemed to centralize around like zombies and and that sort of yep. stuff. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I basically made a zombie deck. Yeah, uh, yeah. And like everything I had in my deck was was geared towards making my zombies get as ridiculous as possible. But uh, yeah. Yeah, what was your deck built around? Um, I made a red... Uh, it was a red-green deck, I think. Right. Um, and it was just creatures and whatnot. I, I don't think there was anything too crazy going on there. Um, yeah, because I didn't really... So, th- there's new mechanics in there, like cycling, which I didn't really... I didn't really have the cards to kind of do anything with. Um, so it seemed like with cycling, you would, you would uh, discard a card, but when you discard a card, like the other cards that you had activated this like uh, other thing that the card would do. So the, I guess the more cards that you had out that had this feature on it, the, the more like opportunities that, that you kind of have to, to do. Um, so I, I just didn't really have any good cards to kind of do that. I don't think you did either. No, uh, it wasn't something we were using. It just seemed like maybe a little bit too high, high level for me. My mm-hmm. knowledge of, of what I should be doing with it. Um, there could be some co- good combinations you can use is using that mechanic, but I wasn't knowledgeable enough to kind of put together a deck, um, that did that. Like for me, getting rid of, rid of cards is usually not a, a, a good thing like I'm like oh yeah. man I'm losing a card that's a bit shit um, and I don't really understand why I would want to get rid of a card but on this hand oh well if I get rid of it then this card does this thing over here but 
it doesn't sound that great. It, it's, it seems, seems okay, but it, I just didn't have enough of those, um, those cards to kind of feel like justify a deck. So that was. I had that one card, right? Yeah. That, I had that, sorry, I had two of the same one card where if I cycled them, mm. uh, I'd get to draw a card, but I was also able to bring them back as a copy of themselves, a zombified copy of, of themselves. Yeah, that was Embalm. Embalm, right. Yep. Yeah, okay, so that wasn't cycling. No. Embalm was a cool mechanic. I like that. That was some shit, man. That was key to yeah. how my fucking deck works because it just meant that all, all the things that made my zombies better yeah. were triggered again and again and again. It was fucking cool. So, yeah, what would happen is I'd kill it and then it'd go into your graveyard and then yep. you would next round yep. uh, bring it back by paying like mana. Um, and I was like, fuck, yeah. well, now I'm going to kill it a second time. Yeah. Now I'm going to kill it a second time and it's like triggered something in my other cards that like whenever a zombie enters the battlefield, I get something or whatever. Like through life or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was some, it was some shit, man. It was good. That, yeah. that was that. I, I mean, specifically that was good. That was good. Cause I understood the mechanic. Yeah. Cycling, as you were saying. Yeah. I never really fucking necessarily got it. I didn't realize that every card that you had had, that had cycling on it could be fucking triggered by like cycling one card or some shit. Uh, I think you still have to pay the mana for it. Right. Um, okay. But yeah, as I said, <laughs> like, I don't know the, the, like the proper way to play it. Mm. Um, but that's the way I kind of read into it is that you could have all these cards on there. And then once you cycle a card, you kind of pay the mana and, off it goes. I think that's how it works. So, like, because I didn't blame anyone that was using those mechanics yep. either. So I'm not sure. Um, anyway, there was also Exert, uh, which I, I didn't really use that one either. That wasn't really in my my deck. I oh don't yeah, think. I had like two cards that I could Exert. I think they just turned into flying with vigilance or maybe something. Yeah, and it would kind of do more damage. Like, I, I maybe I did use one or two of these on you. Um, but I didn't really have like a, a giant uh, list of them. Um, the other ones which I had a lot of were the aftermath cards. These were um, basically like two cards in one. So what would happen is you would you would um, like cast a card and then you could use it a second time, which was kind of cool because it have a completely different effect on it. So yep. it'd go into your your graveyard, but from your get graveyard. Um, you could then cast it again. I think that's how it worked. Or it had like a second effect on it. Uh, I don't have any of them lying around. I should... I've got a whole freaking deck of them here. But um, yeah, it was kind of like this this card where you would play it once and then it'd have this second effect later on that you kind of dish out some more damage or a second spell or something like that. So they can't, they, they seem pretty, pretty cool. I had a bunch of them. I think I had two or three of them in my deck at one stage. Um, which is kind of cool because they were, they, they were split up as well. Like they weren't necessarily, this is a single green card. Like one of them would be green and the other one would be like a black card. Um, so it kind of worked in favor of trying to split up what colors you had. You, you generally go into these wanting to play with two colors. Um, I don't think I'm uh, good enough to play with three. Or yeah. You can kind of get my head around with that. So two seems like a good balance for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so having some of that availability with those cards was, was kind of cool to play around with. 
Yeah. And that was it, I think, out of the new mechanics, right? There was some... Um, there were some fancy cards that I did see flying around. I think Ziggy got one, but I, I wasn't really sure what they were. I hadn't really seen anything like those before. Yeah, I had like literally never seen anything like it before, and I barely remember. It was like some fucking magic shit. Yeah, magic it, it shit. looked like, like a, it was some, like gold like, it was, card. <laughs> yeah, it was gold, and it was just like, yeah, like some shit happens now. The other player is fucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what it was, though. It's throwing me bananas. Um, and I don't even know what they're called. Like, I didn't even know that was a fucking thing. I didn't know those kinds of things existed in the game or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what they were either. I just saw him. He posted them on social media. Right. I was like, that looks fancy. <laughs> if you control a creature, damage... That uh, if you control a creature, damage that would reduce your life to less than one reduces it to one instead. So basically, if he had a creature on the table, he was unkillable. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He sounds, was like sounds invincible. broken. Yeah. That sounds, I, I sounds had like that a card. card. You would get. You would. You would get like placed on you and be like, "Fuck it," and just flip the deck. <laughs> True. Yeah. I had that card where. If I played it a second time, I won the game no matter what. Remember that? Yeah, you had to put it in your deck. Seven uh, from seven, the top. Yeah, seven from the top. So you yeah. cast it, put it back in your deck from seventh, and if it came back up again, you automatically won the game. Which means, I guess, if you had the ability to quickly cycle through- Cards. Cards, yeah. You'd very quickly be able to- Get that card back out. Yeah. Yeah. Get a victory condition. Which I guess is some shit. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things that uh, I guess is a little bit above us as ultra casual Magic players. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this one comes out the end of this week. Uh, this actual set. So we went to a pre-release event. Um, yeah. So if it is something you want to check out, you can head to your local. Uh, collectible card game shop and and have a look they usually have like um uh starter packs which you can which, which you can buy which kind of give you uh pre-built decks and then they've got some good cards around that and then you, they come with like a bunch of boosters and also a uh uh like a what do they call them uh not champion um i've drawn a mental blank i have no idea what we're talking about so the uh the like the the player, the actual planes cards, with planeswalkers, yes, um, which also have like a completely different range of abilities, which I wasn't lucky enough to get, but I don't think you got one either. But Jung def- definitely pulled one out, yes. Um, which are these really, really good cards? But you can buy these preset decks that actually come with those cards, and you can you can play around with them, which is pretty cool. Um, but the way we generally play it is the um, like the draft building deck, where you just get a bunch of. Uh, like five booster, packs of yeah, like cards. five booster cards, and you make your deck using that. So it's a really fun way of playing it. Uh, if you don't know how to play um, Magic, there's also uh, like the online games that you can grab, which are for free, and they kind of teach you how to play. That's kind of how I learnt. Or just go down to your lo- like local shop, and and they have tournaments and 
Motherfucker, what's the guy's paying you? What the fuck is going on here? No, I'm just saying, because I've had people ask, like, how do you play this? This guy. How do you play a game? Come on! (laughs) And it can be quite, uh, I don't know, like daunting. Yeah. Trying to figure out how to play this stuff. At least they're uh, usually I think pretty we've, fr- friendly. I think we've illustrated that by talking about it for the last 20 minutes. Yeah. Clearly having literally no fucking idea what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if anything should make it seem daunting, I would expect it to be that. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, masterpieces are what those cards are called. Ah, okay. I just looked them up. And there are like gods in this one as well that you can get. Yeah. But they're they're sick looking cards. They are. <laughs> yeah, I, I have not seen them like that before since well since I've been playing the last, what how however many times I've been down there, um, they're cool. But they had they had a bunch of challenges for us to play with as well. Like hey, do kill your opponent with a cat, and that's kind of funny. <laughs> I didn't have any cats though in my deck, so I, I don't know if you did at all. Uh, I did have, yes. Yeah. But I guess you could, and I had some stuff that could spawn a cat token as well. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, I I enjoyed it. I, I don't know if I enjoyed it more than some of the other ones that I've played, but um, mainly because I was like, oh, I can't get my head around the cycling stuff. I, I really don't understand that. But the rest of them seem, seem pretty cool mechanics. I've said it before, like, I really enjoy that they, each time they bring out one of these... Um, these new decks that there's new mechanics in there and it just completely changes things up I think that's a lot of fun yep yeah anyway uh should we move on to something else exploding kittens exploding kittens it's a good segue yeah another from one card game to another to another yeah uh yeah we were playing this yesterday for Anzac Day yeah uh well not for Anzac Day just just shit what have you done Job? <laughs> We had a dinner, yeah. You know, in honor of Anzac Day, uh, where we ate a bunch of great food uh, to celebrate the sacrifice the Anzacs made for us, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we played fucking exploding kittens. Um, Have you played this before? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I. I like it, man. Like it's um, so basically, it's a um, it's a card game where there are these exploding kitten cards. It's it's a card game uh, made by the guy who writes or wrote the oatmeal, and it's got his uh, sort of patented art style all throughout it. And uh, yeah, it's it's basically it rolls around this idea of there being these exploding kittens seated throughout this deck and it's a game where to end your turn you draw a card and if you draw an exploding kitten that's it you explode you die Mm -hmm. and there are some ways to get around that but um generally that's the that's the game in a nutshell so everything else is basically revolves around either avoiding having to draw a card or uh uh yeah forcing someone else to draw in your place and or like fucking with the deck order so that you don't have to draw whatever is necessarily next. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's good fun, man. Like, yeah. yeah. So you kind of start off with the game with, uh, everybody gets like what? Four cards, five cards. I think it's four cards. 
yeah, four cards plus a diffuse card. Plus a diffuse card. And then from the cards that are left over, you shuffle in the Exploding Kittens card. But there's only... Uh, there's one less than how many people are playing the game, uh, generally. You know, if, yeah. if there's five of us playing, there's only four kitten cards in there. Um, and it's uh, whoever draws them it just is automatically out of the game. So the idea is to kind of figure out what is in, what is coming up and uh, try and avoid getting those cards. So it's got a bit of um, like Uno stuff in there or, you uh, know, where you can skip your turn or make the next person draw two cards. Um, there's also elements of, of pairing. So there are some cards in there that don't actually have any abilities. But if you get two of them and you throw it down, you can then say to someone, all right, well, I want to steal one of your cards and, and basically, um, you know, blindly pick up one of their cards from their hand, which could, you know, could help you out in the long run. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's just trash. But yeah, there, there's some uh, some interesting stuff in there. I think um, I would definitely like to see what they've done with the expansion. Uh, I don't know when they released it, but there seems to be like a a 26 card or 25 card expansion pack that they've they've put out which adds more cards to the game but also allows you to play with more people as well right so yeah it just to me it just feels like um like it's a lot of fun but is it's a very short game as well it doesn't go for too long um and there's not a huge amount of variety in terms of what cards are in there there's only really like i don't know 10 different things in there to kind of play along with so yeah, Inter- more more mechanics and more interesting cards would be kind of a, a bit of fun. I think once you've played it a couple of times, I'm like, yeah, okay, I've got it. I, I understand how this is done. Um, it's not really the game I could kind of see you playing over and over again, like all the time. It's yep. it's kind of the thing where you play, you know, two or three games. You're like, all right, that, that's cool. What's next? Yeah, starter, right? You go yeah. play. You play that a couple of times, and then you play something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is cool. Yep. But yeah, all right. Um, you, if you want that, you can uh, go to their website. I think it's quite cheap. It's like a $25, 30 game maybe. Um, I picked it up from a, a pop culture store somewhere in the city, but it seems to be quite popular. When we were at the uh, Magic the Gathering event, they had copies there as well. So yep. I'm guessing it's quite a popular game at the moment. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? You want to talk about uh, Project Cars, maybe? Sure, Project Cars. I, I didn't play play it heaps, uh, but I got to play the the new Rally DLC for Project Cars. Uh, I had it set up on a PlayStation, but with a full racing rig and stuff. Yeah, and uh, it took me about I don't know fucking eighty laps before I was even fucking comfortable with the racing rig. Uh, but once I got comfortable with it, I mean that game, it's so ridiculous and playing it in a fucking rig is just even more ridiculous the attention to detail i mean back when it first came out i immediately fell in love with the fucking driving model they nailed that driving model um and yeah it's just gotten even better um now you know because obviously with a with rally cross it's uh it's a case of nailing it in a style that isn't necessarily just road road racing and um yeah, it was, and you know, with cars that are actually pretty different to the regular cars that you'd even even like regular sports cars tend to all 
function pretty similar similarly but uh these rally cross cars are just a different beast entirely um yes it took me took me some time to get used to that shit but once i was yeah you get immersed so fucking quickly uh they were they were apologizing because they didn't have uh they're like oh we were gonna do it with the full vr setup but we couldn't set it up in time um we couldn't put together in time i'm like ah it's probably a okay I i don't need to vomit today uh, when I fucking spin out, and I must have spun out like eighty billion times before I was like even able to complete a single lap. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, Project Cars. Uh, if if driving games are your your thing, I don't yeah, I don't know how you'd go past Project Cars to be honest. Hmm. Um, it's it just it never ceases to fucking really impress me, especially and it's a fucking it was a Kickstarter game, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, Project Cars. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm I, think, sure I, I think it was, it was an early access game, but yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a fucking Kickstarter project, and like, that's fucking amazing, in my opinion. Like, holy shit, hmm. to go from that to like the like one of the best fucking simulators on the market. It's just yeah loony um not a kickstarter per se but it was like crowdfunded okay to an extent uh yeah i don't know man like yeah fuck yeah go go them that's awesome and they had a red bull car which they were very very pleased to show me because you know obviously i was in, in their offices uh to check out tekken seven on behalf of uh red bull esports not like oh we'll get a red we'll get a red bull car in this so i'm like okay cool let's have a look <laughs> well really i was just stoked to play some project cars fucking okay um yeah uh so speaking of Tekken seven yeah let's talk about get even real quick because i also played get it even the same day okay and uh this was a it was very early code but it was like broken to the point that I have no idea what the fuck I was supposed to get out of this fucking like demo. Uh, I like legit, you start the game and you're able to like bring up your phone at any time. And it seems like that it's like first person shooter slash detective game where you're detecting shit, I guess. Uh, and you're able to like, look at look with like thermal imaging on a phone camera or, uh, UV light or some shit. And yeah, you do all this kind of shit. You scan for evidence and all this stuff. Uh, but also you shoot a dude. Uh, I walked up, I shot this one dude and then I walked into a pipe. There was a keypad that wouldn't allow me to open the door. So I like scanned it. I'm like, well, I'll like use the UV camera to, to see the fingerprints on the keypad. That'll fucking sort it out. Nah. Couldn't see shit. Couldn't see anything on the UV. You couldn't see anything with the fucking black light or whatever the fuck. That's UV, isn't it? Uh, thermal imaging. I couldn't see anything with thermals. Uh, I couldn't see anything with the evidence scanner. I couldn't find a fucking piece of paper that said, like, the keypad. So I'm like, well, I guess I'll go search that dude's body and see if he had anything on him. Walk out the pipe. Demo over. Get, get even. Sometime in the future. 
coming this fall on PlayStation. I'm like, uh, that doesn't make any sense. So I jump, I like reset the demo and I start it again. And I'm like, do the same thing. I kill the one guy and then I walk into the pipe and then I got stuck in the pipe Hmm. and I couldn't move anymore. And I could jump and like my character could turn around and stuff, but he couldn't move backwards or forwards uh, at all. Had no, like, couldn't move side to side, could like, just jump on the spot or turn around. And that's it. That was enough for me. I'm like, well, this one must not uh, be for me, I guess, because I don't have it in me to continue playing this game. So, yeah, I bailed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Tekken 7. Wait, who's, who's that made by? Yeah. Apollo Studio. Oh, okay. Uh, I can't remember. It's escaping me. Um, the Farm yeah. 51. The Farm 51. I um, It's a good name. I've actually been following this game for a while. So when I went in, like, and they said that they were, like, showing it off, I was actually pretty pumped. Uh, it looks pretty cool, but... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it needs a lot of work. Okay, basically. Um, cool. Yeah, second, second seven. Uh, like we all know, I'm no, not great at fucking fighting games. Uh, I've never been. I don't know. I've never tried to hide that fact. Um, but uh, Tekken was probably the first fighting game that I really got into. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really got into. I love. I loved playing as King and trying and mastering the fucking chain throw combos and shit like that. Um, so yeah, uh, I was pretty pumped to play Tekken and uh, Harada, uh, the creator of Tekken, uh, was in town as well, and uh, they allowed me to interview him which was pretty fucking cool uh so i was stoked about that and yeah so i was well on board basically well on board with making shit happen and uh yeah i went in played some tech and it's it's fucking good it is actually really fucking good it looks gorgeous like plays perfect uh like just perfect input shit uh it seems really fucking uh like there's like flawless frame frame rates and shit like that and all that kind of stuff that i I guess is supposed to like someone whose main interest is trying to uh do the fucking flipping king does his flip kick where he does a flip and he lands on their shoulders with his legs and then he throws them okay uh from there that's my favorite fucking move in any fighting game ever. Uh, try so yeah. I guess that's the shit that someone who who notices that sort of stuff um, primarily uh, is going to notice. But there's all all sorts of other shit. They've worked like really fucking hard. Um, so I was talking to like this uh, Sydney-based Tekken pro called Fade, and uh, he was he was explaining like the intricacies of how they've made changes to Tekken Seven. Uh, and like he did a really good job. So like shout out to him fucking nailing that stuff, like explaining it in a way that, uh, I could 100% understand and then like deconstruct it and ask Karada 
some really fucking good questions. But um, yeah, like basically they've, they've uh, lowered the skill floor quite a bit. So they've made it so that even more people can sort of just get in and start playing without having to really know shit off the bat. And at the same time, they've uh, raised the skill ceiling by changing the way certain other things occur to uh, force the experts to think about even more things while they're while they're playing. So the one of the things the, the big things they changed was uh, they changed uh, throw counters. You can no longer just counter. A th- uh, sorry, you no longer have to counter a throw by perfectly timing the counter uh and pressing the correct button now you just you can just hammer the button uh the correct button to counter a throw and you will counter it uh which is pretty fucking it's pretty good like if it it just means that suddenly throws aren't like just do nothing shit for a lot of people uh who don't know the perfect timing on on throws and stuff um which is yeah i I think is a really good improvement at the same time they also implemented uh like tech throws i guess is the phrase that immediately comes to mind but they've got their own fucking name for them um just like certain characters have throws that are outside because you know every tech and character has throws right uh you press the uh, press two buttons together and they'll do one of their throws. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with Tekken much? Yeah, I've played... Uh, we, we played a little bit of it back at yours every once in a while, but yeah, uh, Tekken Tag was the only real Tekken game I, I've played. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So, yeah, like, you yeah, press two buttons and you do a throw, basically. Like, that's just been a staple throughout the entire series. Uh, but, yeah, you could counter it. Now... Certain characters have, yeah, these tech throws where to counter it, you do need perfect timing. Yep. Which, uh, again, separates, it'll separate the experts uh, a little bit, like, more. It creates a bit more, like, of a skill ceiling, which is, I think, a fantastic fucking thing for the competitive scene. On top of that, they've got fucking billions of fucking characters, like, shitloads, like, crazy amounts of characters. Um Silly amounts. Akuma's in there, uh, which was pretty cool. Uh, he's he's good. He's throwing fucking Hadoukens and shit. Uh, um, uh, and they've got these uh, super moves. They have a they have their own name for that as well. They didn't like me calling them super moves. Uh, <laughs> like they weren't keen on the Capcom dude. wasn't keen on me saying it was a super. He was, I think you're referring to ah oh, yeah Rage Arts. I think you're referring to Rage Arts. I'm like yeah dude. You know what the fuck I'm talking about? Super like the super fucking move. Like yeah Rage Arts. Just fucking tell me like explain it. Come on, let's go. Let's jump ahead to the part where you don't correct me over stupid bullshit that nobody gives a fuck about. Uh, anyway, um. I did not say these things. I am far too polite. Uh, I thought them though. Um, so they got super moves, and uh, you can trigger your super moves, um, and they're like a comeback. They're a good comeback mechanic, and it means that, like, obviously there are a lot of them. Like you can block them. You can block them most of the time. Um, a lot of them are just like mid blocks as well. You don't even have to fucking try. You just if you're blocking, you probably get away from them. But uh, at the same time, yeah, some of them are much scarier. Uh, some of them are uh, 
ultra dangerous, but uh, they never like that. You have to be reduced to like shit all health to do them. First of all, uh, like I think less than a quarter health is before you, uh, you're at before you can do a fucking super move. Uh, and the other thing is that the pros, like there are, there's like a super move, but there's also like a super uh meter that you can trigger this super meter instead you're able to like do more powerful versions of all your moves instead so you expand your meter instead of doing a super you just like yeah you ramp up your attacks and uh again we're like we're looking at a situation where they have lowered the skill floor uh to make it easier like anyone can do a fucking super move it's too it's again like just press two fucking buttons most of the time yeah uh but it, the pros will, in situations where they have to, instead trigger their rage drive or super drive or super meter or whatever the fuck, uh, and they will use that to ramp up how like how dangerous they are because there are apparently moves. I obviously never accomplished any of them, but uh, there are moves in. Uh, when you're in uh, your your super meter mode, that are like basically they are unblockable, yeah. Uh, which is yeah huge, and it turns you into a, a massive menace, especially if you can use that to like uh, trigger a juggling combo or, or something like that. Like you can really turn the tide of battle, which is really pretty cool. It's it just it like to me it just exemplifies how much fucking thought they put into this one into Tekken 7 they basically looked at you know what is it about Tekken that people want uh and more than that what do people want from fighting games these days and they're trying to they're trying to cater to that you know and I think they're doing a fucking awesome job um i'm i'm actually yeah i haven't been enthusiastic about attacking in ages but yeah i'll play the shit out of this it's really cool um i asked harada why they got rid of um the kangaroo character uh whose name escapes me right now it's roger 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 yeah it sounds oh, roger the, Jr., maybe? the guy with the box head Oh, yeah, he wasn't in there either. But uh, I asked why, and uh, he said he watched a video online of a man uh, saving his dog from a kangaroo. The kangaroo had his dog in a headlock, <laughs> and the man walked up and punched the kangaroo, and people online were very upset that the man punched the kangaroo. And so it was like, so Harada was like, well, that's it. We're not having kind of people punching kangaroos in my game. So, uh Rogers Jr. is gone because of that man punching a fucking kangaroo. And then we watched watched a video of a man punching a kangaroo. And I think it might be Harada's favorite video because, like, he brought it up on his phone. He was like, oh, yeah, like, someone in the room hadn't seen it. And, uh, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. And he brings out his phone and, like, Taps a couple of times and bang, he the it. fucking 
kangaroo videos up. I think he's got it favorited or something. It's like, yeah, time to watch fucking two punch a kangaroo. And he was losing his shit every single time. And it was like some Japanese news program that he was watching it on. Yeah. And uh, they must have like replayed the fucking punch like 40 times. And every single time it was the greatest thing he'd ever seen again. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I think it actually probably pains him to remove the ability to punch kangaroos from his game because he clearly fucking loves the idea. Uh, he thinks it's a fucking cack. But he has come to public pressure. So, yeah, they had to get rid of him. Sad but true. Hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah. Good stuff. So what, what is, a- is that's out this year, is it? Yeah, it's out pretty soon. So that's up against uh, the DC game of <laughs> Injustice the, 2. Yes, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, um, in the same way that, uh, um, I don't know, other movies are up against Star Wars. Hmm. Like, yeah. No, I'm just saying that like, they're two fighting the fighting game genre is not huge um and and like street fighter the last one wasn't received very well it had a lot of issues with it Um, oh yes yeah street fighter didn't didn't go well this one's out june 2017 um there's another game out i think uh ah fuck um marvel vs capcom infinite right um, I don't. Yeah, I think they've announced it, but I haven't really seen. I haven't seen any gameplay of that. I believe it's out pretty fucking soon, to be honest. Okay. Um, yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is that what I said? Yeah, it's out in September this year. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, this, it's actually a pretty big year for fighting games. Although I have been hearing not great things about Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, they've dumbed though. it down and shit. Um, yeah, Injustice. I guess we'll have to wait and see how that one goes. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Last like, was decent. It was. It was. And Mortal Kombat was good. And they did a really good job of incentivizing people to play beyond the uh, game itself. Oh my god, I was playing the story mode, and it's fucking insane. Oh, Tekken. I mean, it's insane. I'm not gonna spoil any of it but uh, it's fucking lunacy um yeah yeah cool well it's- they've got a story mode hey they have a story mode something street yes. fighter didn't have true um yeah and yeah it's crazy shit uh but yeah no pretty big year for fighting games which yeah it doesn't really impact me all that much because generally i don't care but i'm well in for tekken i'll play a lot of tekken i think which is cool awesome um Last one on here, I think. Yeah. Sniper Ghost Warrior 3. Yeah. This came Game out- This came out today or- I think it came out today in Australia. I think it's tomorrow in the US. Something like that. Um, I got a copy last week. Been playing a little bit of it. I think you got a copy as well, but haven't played- Do you have- Have you played any at all yet? No. no. I only have it on console and I'm not playing a fucking sniper game on console. So- Bit strange. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I played a little bit of this one, not too much. I wasn't actually going to review it, but I thought, oh, I'll check it out and see what's going on. Um, I've not played any of the other games other than I think the first one I played at a preview event. Um, did we have a preview event for it? I feel like. 
I think so. I'm like a sure. really long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I remember playing a sniper game ages and ages ago at a preview event. I feel like it was the first Sniper Ghost Warrior game. Um, so anyway, other than that, I, I've played a preview of Sniper Elite 4 and I've played a little bit of Sniper Elite 3. So I don't have too much experience in like the sniper gaming genre, uh, like what is good and what's not. But I was a bit hesitant going into this one thing and uh, I, I had a understanding that these games weren't like that great. But, uh, you know, it's I've played a little bit of it. It seems okay. It seems fine. Um, uh, looks really nice. It's it's running in the CryEngine. So, um, if you know what the CryEngine kind of looks like with Crisis and Far Cry, uh, those older Far Cry games, not the new ones. Um, but, yeah, stuff looks really good. It runs really well on PC. Um, and what was surprising to me was that the game is uh, it's an open world game. So I, I actually thought it was going to be um, maybe like areas, like single player, kind of like linear. Here's an area and you kind of go through it and work your way, um, which is how Sniper Elite 4 kind of works and 3. Um, mm. Kind of giving you this like sandbox place being like, all right, you go in and just get through and do your objectives. Whereas this kind of throws you in and... and um, this is giant open world map and you kind of just drive, you can drive around, you can walk around. There's different like outposts set out, spread out throughout the place. There's like a, a safe house that you can go to. Uh, and in the safe house, house you can, uh, purchase new weapons. You can modify the weapons buy different gadgets, different ammo types. Um, and you, you do that by collecting resources that are throughout the world, uh, that allows you to like craft all these different items that you can use. Um, and as you perform different tasks, you get currency and that's what allows you to buy new weapons. And each one kind of has different, uh, like specifications, um, you know, more damage, less damage, higher stability, recoil, uh, noise factor, um, ammunition, fire rate, stuff like that. And then being able to modify it with different scopes on there. Um, you've got like a drone that you can send out to kind of scout areas with and, and you can modify the drone to have different, uh, abilities. Like I have a, uh, night vision. I think there's like a thermal thing on there, like a noise maker. Um, so there's like a, a whole range of different customizable options you can kind of uh, approach the game with. Uh, you don't have to necessarily play it as a sniper game. There's also a pistol, um, and a uh, an assault rifle, which are both silent, so you can um, you can actually just go in and shoot people if you want to. And I, I guess the way it's set up is uh, you get like experience points depending on how you approach the game. So there's three classes in the game: sniper, ghost, and warrior. And depending on how um, you accomplish certain tasks, it kind of gives you experience depending on what you've done. And then you put that experience into a skill point tree and then you start leveling up all these different abilities that you've gotten kind of progress the game and um and unlock abilities to you know your desire so that's kind of cool um i'm not too far into it i play i played about four or five missions and like two or three side missions which um have been all pretty different so far uh i've been playing it as a stealth sniper game where i kind of find a perch and take out as many people as I can without raising the alarm and uh, 
and then go in and do my mission and kind of leave after I've done everything I need to. So that's been a lot of fun. There's um three different modes in the game uh, in terms of difficulty. There's like normal, hard, and I think challenge is the last one, but each one changes up uh, like the way you can kind of approach the game. So normal is quite easy. Um, in in normal, there's a indicator on the screen which shows you where your bullet projectile will actually land. Kind of... Um, you play at a sniper elite job where there's, you know, you're aiming reticle, but also when you aim at somebody, there's like a red marker which shows you where the bullet will land. So it takes into effect like bullet drop and also stuff like wind resistance and, and um, you know, how, f- how far away the target is, whether or not the target's moving, that sort of stuff. So it gives you, on the easiest difficulty, it gives you an indicator of where your bullet's going to hit, uh, which uh, it's kind of cool for people that just want to, just jump in and shoot people. Um, yeah, I don't want to play it that way. I would. I, so I turned off. I went straight to hard. I turned off that uh, little indicator which shows where the bullet's going to go. Um, okay. But it still means that uh, I've got stuff like it tells me on the screen how much wind there is. Um, mm. It tells me how far the target is that I'm looking at. Like where am I aiming my uh, my gun and how far are they? You know, that allows me to change the sight on the gun. You know, I want to make sure they're three, four hundred meters away. And then I, uh, I've i got to kind of factor in for the, the for the bullet drop, but also wind. And all right, maybe I'll fire the shot here and we'll see how it goes. Um, most of the time it hits a target, which is pretty cool. Um, and then there are some stuff that I don't like about it so far, which is weird because one of the things that I liked about Sniper Elite is the... The, like the bullet cam or bullet time effect that they do where the uh, when you do hit a target the like bullet ejects out of the, the gun and kind of you track it to the target then it hits the person and kind of shows you this 3D um, sculpture of the what you're hitting and the bullet kind of bouncing around inside of it and ejecting out the side of the you know a different part of the body or exploding organs and that sort of stuff um, that's a lot of fun and really cool They've got that in Sniper Ghost Warrior 3, but it's super simple and it doesn't really show you like internal damage or anything. It's just kind of a slow-mo bullet time thing where it hits a target and that's it. Uh, and that seems to trigger every single time I shoot somebody in the head, which is quite a lot. Um, so it's been quite, you know, it's not, it's not, not really fun to watch and look at. It's just kind of like, oh, yeah, I, I hit something. And, um, after like the fifth, 50th time, it's just, all right, this is getting old. Um, so I might jump in and, and change that next time I play. Hopefully there's some sort of some sort of uh, like uh, option in the menu to kind of change the frequency of it. I would like to see that less. Um, but in saying that, there seems to be a lot of options in there if you do want to jump in and turn off uh, like little assistance tools and that sort of stuff. So how I talked about, there's three different difficulty options on the last one. On all of them, actually, you can just turn them on or off. But on the last one, there's like a good 12, 15 different options that you can kind of switch on or off or, or play with. So if you want to play the game to the you know the highest degree of difficulty, turning off all those assists and whatnot, you can definitely do that, um, which is kind of cool. Stuff like regenerating health, if you just want to disable that, you can do that. So, yeah, it seems to... Um, Seems to be a lot of little cool customize, customize, uh, customization options in there for 
how you want to approach a game and play it, which is is, is awesome. Uh, but otherwise, I haven't played like too much of it, but I, I've enjoyed so far like what it's got to offer. Uh, I definitely thought it was going to be uh, worse than what uh, than what I kind of expected, and so far it's been like, yeah, this is it's all right. It seems fine. It's decent. Yeah. Um, which was surprising because I I felt like I heard some bad things about this recently. Or uh, or like previews or something like that. And it's well, kind of I played in beta and it was kind of garbage. So yeah, I'm surprised to hear. I mean, yeah, you sound. I mean, you know, yeah, it doesn't sound like it's going to light the world on fire. But it no, it sounds like com- I should it's get a fucking PC code at least. Yeah, <laughs> a look. Um, what I kind of disappointing. There's no uh, there's no multiplayer at launch. They've said that uh, that they focused on single player a lot. Which, yep. um, which is, I, I think it's fine if there's enough single player content in there, then sure thing. But I think it's a bad choice to release it at the end of the year. I think for the people that are going to be playing this are going to be done by the game by the, by that time swings around. So, but you know that's that's their choice. Maybe um, I'll just return when it does get that. I mean, yeah. To me, it sounds like a game that would be even like so much better in fucking. Uh, multiplayer so if it's got cop yeah but i don't know if it's cop or if it's competitive multiplayer or right you know, what they doing. should add cop yeah i mean yeah cop um but yeah the environments are nice it looks really pretty there's been complaints on the uh console versions from what i've i've read the over the last 24 hours uh eurogamer did a piece saying that it takes four minutes to load on on console um in saying that, what happens is when you go from the the main menu to the to the campaign, uh, like I want to start the game, that's when it does its in- initial load, and they're saying from that point to the getting into the game is about four minutes. But once you get into the game, uh, every time you either fast travel or uh, reload your checkpoint or um, or you die and have to start again. Uh, the load times in that are not uh, are not four minutes. They're like fifteen to twenty seconds. So um, the developer came out and said that the reason why those load times are that long is so that they could get those load times in the actual checkpoint restarts down a lot further than what um, and quicker. Which on PC none of that is there. Um, I, I actually fired it up before I started the podcast to check. Because I, I said on Twitter today, like, yeah, the load times are fine. And then I read into it a bit more. And I was like, oh, okay. They're talking about from main menu to the game. And I timed it. For me, it was about 30, 40 seconds to get from the main menu into the actual open world. And uh, from then on, reloading checkpoints or fast traveling. Fast traveling super quick. Uh, reloading a checkpoint really quick. So on PC, on an SSD, there's no issue. And I think the issue is to do with... Um, the way open world games operate and also the limitations on console hardware. Not having SSDs are a, a huge factor in how long it takes a lot of games to load. It's not just stuff like this. Four minutes is ridiculous, but I also remember Grand Theft Auto taking fucking ages to get into that game. Yeah. Um, and, and it is to do with the way console manufacturers are being cheap assholes and not putting in fast hard drives. Um, so... They're, yeah. they're not entire. The developers aren't entirely to blame. They're trying to do the best they can with what they've got to offer. Um, so yeah, I, I can't. You know, I can't speak 
for everyone, but that's what I, that's my opinion on that whole situation. So I don't know, man. Like, I'm not a huge, I, I don't know anything about the Sniper Ghost Warrior universe, if the last games are good or not, or, or who this is kind of for, but it, it, I don't, um, from what I've played, it seems okay. Seems all right. I, I got no comparison to the last one, so don't come after me if you if you play it and you're like, "What the fuck?" He doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, he, this is shit compared to the last one. Um, I, I don't have any comparison, so yeah, it seems uh, seems all right though from what I what I've played. I definitely jump in jump in and play a bit more. Um, so yeah, it seems cool. Seems all right. You can like you can basically go in there and and shoot shoot your way out of. Uh, a lot of situations and just stealth it in or be an asshole and just shoot everyone in the face with with, with uh, by alerting them and it, I guess it's however you really want to play the game so I don't know and I, I like the idea of having um, bullet drop and kind of lining your shot up correctly and getting the right moment to kind of figure out when you're shoot, shooting people that stuff is really cool I like that sort of I like being uh, having a sniper rifle in like battlegrounds and uh, watching the bullet drop and getting that final hit is really cool and satisfying. So having a, a game, I guess, centered around sniping is is a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. And I do want to get... It, ma- it makes me want to get back to checking out Sniper Elite 4 at some stage. I messaged Nate the other day because um, we were talking about this, this game as well because he's got a copy. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I've got nothing to compare it to. We'll have to play uh, Sniper Elite 4. We definitely have to play it when we get some free time. So... Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I think you should check it out. And uh, did you play the last any of the last ones? Or I think I played one of them. I can't remember though. Yeah. I didn't. I always thought Sniper Elite was the better sniper series, although none of them really delivered what I wanted out of a sniper game. Which yeah. I guess, yeah. So Nobody yeah, I'd be will. I'd be keen to see what you think in terms of how it compares to Sniper Elite Floor Four. Yeah, because that is a. Uh, it's a bit more open than the, the last games, but it's not It's not an open world like this one is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anyway, so yeah, that's out. Uh, by the time you hear this, it'll be out on PC. Solid. I don't think it's too expensive. It's probably like 50 bucks. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's it. Cool. For games, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy 2 very quickly? Uh, we, we can sort of talk about it, sure. Just very briefly. What did you think? Uh, I liked it. Yeah? I thought it was good. Um, I haven't seen the first one in quite a while, so I, I don't... Um, people, like, highly regard that film as being very good or one of the best Marvel films. Mm-hmm. I think that could be to do with um, just no one really knowing anything about it and right. being such a big surprise. I think it was just it broke away from what was becoming a bit of a formula at the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I think there's uh it's like that opening five minutes or whatever, the the opening title screen is super cool. A uh, very colourful film. Yeah. I think they shot it. I read something like I was looking into it yesterday, they shot it on like a new type of camera or something. Mm. Uh, and I feel like that shows in this. Right. It, like it looks awesome. And uh I don't want to go into too many, like, story spoiler stuff, but... Yeah, don't do it. I think um, a lot of the acting is very good, and I like the um, the villainy stuff and where that kind of goes and, and whatnot. 
The only thing I don't like is I don't like what they did with Groot at all. I think it's dumb and stupid. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, to me, it just reeks of selling toys. Yeah, it that's was. It like, was a bit, yep. Yeah, that's just my, I don't know. That's where I'm sure. going with that. Yeah, no, that's how I felt about it as well. I, I, I liked it too. It was a bit, actually, like I liked, because I, I, I'm one of the people who thinks that Guardians is one of the best Marvel films. And we watched it the day before. And I thought Guardians 2 sort of, like I liked Guardians One because it abandoned what at that point I felt had become the Marvel formula, and I feel like this is the guard. It's like Guardians Two was on formula for Guardians movies now. It just sort of was. It followed the Guardians. The norm. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's yeah. Uh, so yeah, I liked it, uh, but I didn't love it. It didn't. It wasn't a surprise, I guess. Uh, I like the one thing. Yeah, I was saying. Uh, I think we were talking about it while we we're leaving the cinema. Um, I like that Drax seemed to be capable of copping a lot more damage this time. So I thought he was a bit of a pushover in the first one, mm-hmm. uh, and also he was fucking hilarious. Yeah, he's like Batista one of the best fucking nailed it. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, I won't say anything else. Uh, but he was hilarious. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I'd recommend going and seeing it. Yeah. I, I feel like Rocket just didn't do anything in the film either. It was weird. Like he kind of, um, didn't feel like he contributed anything at all. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed more focused around like Drax having a lot of lines and then Star-Lord being the the main character and yeah well he is yeah I don't know um I don't agree with you but I can't explain why without spoiling shit so I won't uh it's good it's good go see it if you haven't seen it it's a good movie yep alright should we do news yep alright uh what are we doing first uh let's do Jackbox Party Pack 4 is coming this year did you did you know about this yeah you did. I was looking for news and I was like, okay, that sounds like something we could talk about. Yeah. We played that a lot. Uh, Fibbage 3 is the first game announced for it. Uh, yeah, which I'm not, I guess, blown away by. I, I don't know. Fibbage has never really rocked my world, I guess. I'd like to see them do something with, like, TKO or something. Like evolve that into something better than what it is because I think it has potential. Yeah. Did they uh, ever do a you don't know Jack sequel or was it just like putting out expansion packs for it? I don't think they did a sequel. I think Murder Trivia <laughs> is technically the sequel, right? I feel like. Um. Yeah. Uh, maybe I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd like them um, to evolve TKO. That's my pitch. Or, uh, yeah, bring back the Jack... Bo- uh, sorry, uh, you don't know Jack as one of them. Um, yeah, that sort of stuff, I guess. Uh, and uh, Drawful. I want Drawful. More Drawful. Okay. Yeah, I love Drawful. Sure thing. I, lo- I just like drawing games, I guess. Because we come up with such creative ways to draw penises. 
well, and still remain you? within the the I guess spirit of whatever it is you're supposed to be fucking drawing which I think is hilarious because dicks are funny. So there you go. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's good to know, but yeah, not, not a lot of details yet. So stay tuned, I guess. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, what else we got here? Dota 2 update. Um, I put this in here cause I saw you chime in on, Fucking. on, uh, on Twitter about it the other day. Yep. Um, anyway, I, I thought it was, also unique something we can talk about um so they're, they're calling it like a matchmaking update uh, i'll talk yep. about the stuff that's less important um they put in like a so a solo queue which means that um if you want to play the game in ranked you can just choose this solo matchmaking so it doesn't partner up you up with people that are in a group um you'd have instances where you'd be partnered with a group of four people and then that meant that if your team wasn't doing well, guess who got the blame? It was the guy by himself. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's wasn't a good experience for people. So they're kind of making it so that, all right, if you don't want to play those with those type of dickheads, then you don't have to. Um, they changed the thing with, uh, with your MMR. There's like a solo and party MMR. So uh, what I guess some people were doing is they would join in with a group of people and... Uh, if they were quite high in that MMR, then it would um, kind of uh, like factor into what type of team they would put into. Yep. Um, so if you're if you're playing like a, a a party MMR, but you don't you're playing with a group of people that maybe aren't that good, but your solo MMR is really high, you're kind of dragging their numbers up. Um, so this is kind of balance that a bit more. Sure. and made it so that you get a, a bit more of a fairer game so that's kind of cool um, they put in a bunch of stuff in there to kind of stop uh, like griefing uh, stuff like feeding and whatnot. It'll it'll allow the game to detect when people are doing that a bit better and kind of issue out bans and with the ban stuff they'll, they'll uh, basically going to stop you from playing ranked games it sounds like from now on so if you do end up with low, in a low priority queue which means you're playing with, with other dick bags that are assholes uh, you can no longer play in uh, ranked games for a certain amount of time. And then each time that you end up back in this low priority system, it increases how much time you can't play in the other the other uh, modes as well. So that's kind of cool. But the uh, the final thing they put in there was they're linking your Dota 2 account to your phone number um, in hopes of stopping like Smurf accounts. Yep. Um, so yeah, I want to talk to you about how you felt about this because... It's an interesting solution to um, a very small and like s- group of people. Um, so what this means is that uh, in order to create a second account or or to play uh, with multiple accounts, you've got to have a, a separate phone number registered to that. And because um, w- what you'd have is you'd have people either, I guess, uh, like getting to a point in the game where they were especially for professional players they got to a point where they're so good that um they were having trouble finding matches because nobody else is that good so they'd be sitting there for an hour and they would start so a second account and start back up at the you know the limitation of where you could be ranked and then kind of crawl their way back up so that now they're winning game after game because they're so good that it's really ruining the experience for other people as well so Mm -hmm. that's that's kind of one 
side of this where I, I don't know how they end up fixing that. Maybe they've they've done something to sort that out. But this is more in, in lines of um, uh, trying to sort out people that are uh, like using accounts to sell accounts and that sort of stuff as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, what, what do you think of what they've done with this? Like, I think it's I, I think it's a good idea because I think a lot of the time the people like look. I don't know how it is in Dota, right? But you watch online communities uh, go through competitive teething issues and uh the concept of smurfing is generally tied to the idea of being bored with winning roughly 50 percent of the time which is what should be happening if matchmaking is doing its job correctly that's right like yeah that's that's what it's supposed to do it's supposed to find your fucking like waters finding its fucking level right people get bored with winning half the time uh and they want to go back to winning all the time because you know of course they do the thing is, right, most people who are doing this are, it's it's on a whim, right? It's like, uh, well, you know what? Fuck it. I'll make a new account. We'll, we'll do that for a bit. That'll be fun. That'll be interesting. Whatever. Like, it'll be funny. I'll smash some noobs, et cetera, et cetera, right? It's just, it's just like a passing fancy and then they'll go back to the usual thing and that'll be fine. And so to that extent, I think that tying it to a phone number is a really good idea because it, it – adds an extra layer of shit they have to go through to like, it's no longer just make a new fucking make a 10 minute email and then uh, like, yep. yeah, make sure you can get into the steam account next time or whatever the fuck it's now a case of you actually have to, yeah, like go like fucking what are you going to actually get up on fucking burners so that you can play fucking Dota? Yeah. Like, eh, come on, come on. So, I also think it, as I said before, it, it sort of stops people from having, uh, from selling accounts as well. Yep. Um, I don't, I don't think it entirely stops it, but um, if you have an account that's registered on a phone number, and then you want to sell that account, you've still got to have a phone number tied to it. The moment you remove the phone number from that account. Um, there's a three-month waiting period before you can use that account again. Right. So, I guess that stops people from doing one part of it. Um, like, I don't know how it works is if you sell the account, does the phone number that you want, does it go with it? Or, yeah, I, I don't know how they get around that or what their, their idea is, but I'm sure Valve has thought of things they can do. Um, but it's an yeah. interesting solution to, to see yeah, how this is. goes. I guess we'll see how it goes, but I, I think it's like the most important thing is that they're actively attempting to rectify matchmaking as a concept on a much lower level, you yeah, know, in a free it's, game. It's not, yeah, in a free game, but also it's it's not just about them trying to like fix like a lot of the time. I think matchmaking fixes are just like band aid fixes, but this one seems to be attempting to attack the root causes of problems or the, the alternative is the, the only reason that I think this is because I like because they did such a good job of spelling it all out you know like and a lot of the time these matchmaking issue like fixes aren't actually sp spelled out but to that extent like I, I tend to like find myself capable of reading past the minute patch notes that 
Blizzard or whoever will fucking write in. So yeah, I think I think I'm on top of this shit. I think I know. In this case, they are actually going after the root causes as opposed to just band aid patches. Which yeah, I think it's great. So yeah, you don't enjoy uh, the Nintendo patch notes for Zelda. Oh my god. Fix some things. No, no, they, they uh, literally adjustments it? have been made to That's make it. for a more pleasant gaming experience. Yep, yeah, good one. <laughs> Solid. Fuck, that's crazy. Oh, uh, that's that's terrible. Anyway, um, what else is here? Twitch affiliate program and uh, and changes made to the uh, subscription system. So. I think this was announced yesterday or day before, maybe Monday. Um, they're introducing an affiliate program where uh, it sounds like anybody that that is quite a regular streamer will be able to start earning money and monetizing from their streams. So, in the past, you would have to become a uh, Twitch partner where uh, I don't know what it is like around the rest of the world, but in Australia, it's something like between 5,000 plus uh kind of followers and like a decent you know active uh you know uh, watch viewers uh, during a stream and having like an active um session that you kind of on there streaming as well so and that will kind of allow you to get in the partnership program and start earning money and getting subscription and whatnot um but this new affiliate program sounds like it's going to be for people like your regular people that can kind of just jump on and and uh you know have uh, as far as their uh eligibility requirements are it'll be like three people at a time watching your video you can start making money so right yeah it kind of lowers that threshold of how many people you can get in there before you start making money because they're i know in australia their uh their partnership program for a regular person can take quite a while um we've got like our friend arthur who was streaming for what two years year and a half um, who's now a partner and he, he's streaming like five nights a week for a couple hours a night for, you know, a year straight. Um, like a very committed dude, not making any money off this yeah. at all. Uh, you know, and uh, after all this time kind of getting that partnership, but this allows people to kind of jump in there at the low end and start making at least something, yep. um, which is, you know, I think it's cool. Um, I you know it's obviously just another way for Twitch to get money, but at the same time, content creators that want to just jump in and and have a you know people that want to give them money can also do that now. So that's kind of interesting. Um, have you checked this out at all yet? No, no. no. Um, so they they the way this works is you need at least uh, five hundred total minutes of broadcast in the last three hundred days, which is nothing. It's like two shows for us. Sure. Um, seven unique broadcast days in the last 30 days okay. an average of three concurrent viewers over the over the past 30 days and at least 50 followers so that that's uh that's a criteria it's quite low right um, like i could do that easy could you yeah i like one bot and maybe me and then someone else watching totally good yep. plan what if we just get like fucking th- three bots three bots uh, they might know that we get three bots and we just leave it streaming like all day not like my desktop. Hey, yeah, all day, yeah, <laughs> nonstop. Genius, we've done it. We've beaten Twitch. Uh, 
No, yeah. No, it's cool. I, I like that they've lowered the threshold. I, I always thought it was a weird fucking process for them to put together that you had to, like, get a certain amount or, like, there was some fucking number you had to reach before you could start doing shit. Just seemed odd to me, man. Like, yeah, like, why Why is there a barrier for entry? What the fuck is going on there? I never really understood it, uh, but I never really looked into it, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they also changed the partnership program so that when you, there's different like tiers now of subscriptions. So before it used to be, I think five bucks yep. to do a monthly subscription on, uh, some that you liked. They've now added a bunch of different tiers that you can kind of, um, you know, choose how much money you'd like to help support your favorite streamer, uh, which is, you know, fair enough. If people want to throw 25 bucks down on something they enjoy, then why not? Um, it's not harming anybody else. So usually <laughs> yeah yeah um i think they're having like a bunch of back-end stuff with that as well it kind of ties into different uh different tools and, and that sort of thing but i'm not a twitch person so i don't know what what that is i'm sure that uh it, it sounds like there's, there's been some emails going around to twitch partners explaining about the, the recent changes and what's kind of coming up and what's happening so yeah i guess they're, they're trying to evolve what they're doing and making things a bit better for people like there's stuff on there i'd like to see um in like discord especially some tools that i like to see and it's cool that you do get companies like twitch and discord that are always changing and putting new features in there yep. um and like trying to stay on top of things you, you look at where discord kind of started and and us switching from a team speak over to discord you know team speak was always this service that you can kind of communicate with people but that's really all it ever did um, for the years and years that I ever used it. And Discord came along and just ate, ate all of it up. Like, yep. TeamSpeak is, is nothing now. Nobody yeah. uses it. Um, so, yeah. If, if companies stay on top of things, they'll, they'll obviously continue growing. Uh, it's better for the community. That's the news. Um, Tight. Uh, I guess uh, Call of Duty, I saw a picture before. Call of Duty World War Two is going to be uh, revealed in... Yep, a couple hours. A couple of like days. Six, hours. Yes, like six hours from now. <laughs> I just saw Ben Simmons put a post up. Uh, ben Simmons. He, he's seen it, apparently. The fucking... Like... Yeah, the basketball player. Right. Okay, fair he, enough. It's, it's him in front of a TV with Call of Duty World War Two on it. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Just got to do something while you're not in the fucking playoffs. <laughs> or, or playing basketball. <laughs> uh, see, Bestbrook. Yeah. MVP. He's about fucking time. Yeah, he's a shoo-in. Nah. James fucking Harden. Fuck up, mate. James Harden. Fuck James Harden. <laughs> Steph Curry. Kevin Durant. Do it. <laughs> Just throw everyone off the ball. No, the best one I saw was um, s- someone did the analysis and uh, Westbrook's usage percentage uh, in the first round was uh, higher than Michael Jordan's usage percentage in uh, Space Jam against the Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so fucking dumb. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, speaking of people who aren't playing anymore, Westbrook. Poor buddy. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who, who are you going for? No, that was a stupid question. Never mind. <laughs> Go on. 
Go on, finish that thought. Is it Utah Jazz? Yeah, it's the Jazz. Because <laughs> they've got two Australians playing. True that. Yeah. And Jerry Inglis has been fucking smashing, eh? Well, he did last game. I think today's, t- today's game he didn't do very well. Yeah. What are you going to do? I think he got, he got like Can't a fucking double-double last game, didn't he? Like, like 11 assists or something, 12 First assists. First time he's ever gotten 11 assists or some shit. Yeah, he's nuts. He's a, like small forward. Yeah. Who was not playing basketball a couple of years ago in mm. the NBA. Uh, the, uh, the, it, the Clippers was, waved him. Yeah, I know. Pricks. Um, <laughs> and now he's beating them in the yeah, playoffs. Suck it. suck it. Anyway. Uh, yeah. All right. That's it. I thought you were going to say more. Um, before we go, I want to thank our Patreon subscribers, supporters. Uh, yep. They help us to uh, put on the show. Uh, this week in particular, David G has uh, become a recurring subscriber. So we appreciate him uh, or them. The people. What do you mean them? I don't know. What? Maybe there's more than one. More than one David G. They could what? be. Like... David is multiple entities inhabiting the same single body. Could be. Yeah, fair and enough. Who are you to judge? No, I yeah, I take it back. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I apologize. <laughs> uh, sorry, Davids, the many be- beings that are David. Uh, thank yeah. you for subscribing. Look, I'm the cleaner. I know what I'm talking about. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so thanks to David um, if you want to help support the show you can go to uh, patreon.com slash the GA podcast and we've got a bunch of tiers on there that you can um, throw any from a dollar upwards basically I think a dollar is a minimum that they do so that helps us to pay for things like server costs uh, and evolve the show we've got some new ideas we were kicking around before the show so um, we'll think of them a bit more We'll smash, we'll really smash them out and we'll see what you guys think next week. Yeah, yeah. So we've got, we passed our, our last goal a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And we've got some some things floating around uh, for the next goal that hopefully yep. that uh, people will like. But we'll see. Indeed. We'll think of it a bit more. And uh, Patreon's been having weird issues the last couple of days. So I've sent them emails saying, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, I've been noticing. Site. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what I like tied it to, to discord channel as well so if you're a member on there you should have some fancy new colors and we'll, we'll try and do some stuff to tie that into discord as well how the fuck can you tell what if someone is like a patreon subscriber so they're orange yeah but how like no i understand that you made them orange how the yeah. fuck did you do that uh it's actually it's joined in they've got a like a api or something they use Oh, wow. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I didn't do that. <laughs> that was actually, okay. I guess people have tied their accounts into Patreon and then it updates it on our server somewhere. We've got a bot in the server now that does that for us. Cool. Yeah. So, um, actually, I did change one person, which was Miracle because his name in Patreon is Miracle. So, I knew who he was. Good one. So, I added him manually. But everyone else was like, I don't know. Hopefully, this thing works. But uh, it did. Well, let us know if you're... You're uh, subscribing on Patreon and you're on Discord and you're not orange, I guess. Yeah. Go to our uh, Discord channel, though. Yeah, join us on Discord to play, yeah. most likely, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. <laughs> yeah, at the moment, that's the game. Uh, the gapodcast.com slash Discord. If you go to that link, it'll uh, send you an invite link to our, our Discord page. Yep. Um, we've got a bunch of voice channels on there and uh, like a lobby channel where people are just chatting away. 
And as Job said, it seems to be Battlegrounds that the main game is that people are playing. We've had people playing, um, uh, looks like Rocket League sometimes. Yeah, Rocket uh, League. We had Diablo a couple weeks ago, people playing that. Yep, I tried. But I think we've hit in. about 70. I got distracted. We've got about 70 people in the group now. Cool. Which is good. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, that's that's where you can find that. And uh, our website has all the links on it, which is thegapodcast.com. So if you want to find us on um, on there and look at all the past shows, which is there's a big listing of all the things we do on that site. And you can also find us on iTunes, Android, the Windows Store, under the gap of the GA Podcast. You can also rate and review us on there. Why are you wrapping up? We haven't even done questions. Have we done questions? No. Why not? You fucking never questions? gave me a chance. You were just we like fucking questions. going. We're go- we've got questions. We're answering I've got, questions. I've got battlegrounds to play. Mate, right? we're doing questions. Unless okay? they're questions about how many people I'm going to destroy next battlegrounds game, I don't want to hear it. Well, you got to hear it anyway. And that's it. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll see you next See, time. Doctor writes in. Uh, on our Discord, uh, in the questions channel, you can ask us questions and we'll answer them on the podcast. It's a pretty easy way to go about asking questions. Technology. Wow. Technology. Uh, Doctor writes, with E3 looming and all the AAA games publishers starting up their hype machines with all the BS in the past with Watch Dogs, No Man's Sky, I know bought into the hype of that and was suspicious from the get-go, especially Aliens, Colonial Marines, as funny as it was. No, that's me. That's me editorializing, but Aliens, Colonial Marines was fucking hilarious. Uh, Anyway, back to Z-Doctor. Destiny and other titles I can't think of at the moment. The other BS of review embargoes uh, some publishers put in place. Janky ports, mostly PC ports, looking at you, Batman Arkham Knight, and games pushed out the door when they're clearly not ready simply because they can say, oh, well, we'll just fix it in uh, post-launch patches. I'm getting pretty damn tired of this industry, and most of this is sucking a lot of my enthusiasm I once had for video games and affecting my enthusiasm for most indie games too. My question is, excuse my mini rants, do you think that, that a standard do you think that a standardization standardization fuck that's a standardization a standardization but he wrote it with a z so it was like oh, through me yeah yeah uh, like all reviews must be released a week before a game's release should be put in place I feel like if that's uh, something that's enforced then publishers aren't as likely to pull a Bethesda and give piss poor excuses for shitty games that have been released on release date. Could it perhaps force publishers and developers to rethink pushing out messy games because of potential scathing reviews hurting sales and have a sense of quality rather than being con artists trying to make off with pre-order money and pushing out a day one patch that rarely fixes a shitty port? Holy shit. Z-Doctor is not happy about the state of video games. (laughs) That is... uh, That is fucking... That is... Well, to start off, like Pessimistic. Alien Colonial Marines wasn't that bad. We played, we had fun. It was we, garbage. We, shot, it, we had fun as a like in spite <laughs> of that game. So remember uh, that when we shot him out of the airlock? I I will never forget it. It was <laughs> it's one of my great. favorite moments in video games. But uh, <laughs> that was yeah, very much in spite of our shit. That game being as garbage as it was. Um, the the like it could like to the question itself. 
standardization, standardization fuck, with the Zs, uh, like all reviews must be released a week before a game's release. It, it could, right? Like, the, the thing is, it that could make something of a difference, but... It's never going to happen. <laughs> well, the balance of power doesn't... It's, it's not... It's yeah, not with us. It's not with the critics. Yeah. We, we don't have that advantage. We are, unfortunately, uh, only a little bit more able to wield influence than regular consumers. Uh, and the publishers know it. And so the, the reality is... Um, if if there was some attempt to uh, enforce such standardization, all that uh, the publishers would need is for one or two big sites to opt out and say we'll 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 abide by your rules and do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what like exactly the publishers would just send them games yeah. instead. So the the actual I don't think it's on the critics it's actually the the consumers that need to stand up and say this is a this is a problem i'm not supporting this if they come out and say well i'm not buying your game i'm not pre-ordering your game um if there are not you know reviews out or or anything like that then that's more important to them than it is critics having a wine i mean it's first of all a wine is not the correct term that i would use but uh you whine all the fucking time i do whine I all do. the time but i, I don't whine the, about i play the battleground game with you i don't whine about criticism matters i vocalize very strong opinions that i think like are important to some extent like some of this shit like when i so we've talked about bethesda's decisions to basically fuck reviews uh, and consumers. For the past, and consumers, but I mean, like, reviews, not reviewers. Like, reviews. Okay. They've fucked reviews with their, their stance on day of uh, release date. Like, we've talked about it before. The reality is, right, the best, as far, in, in my opinion, like, if I thought, if I thought we could all band together and, yeah, demand them, they change it back, then I'd be all for it. But, as far as I can like see the best course of action is to instead hold Bethesda accountable for any little shitty thing that you see in their games Mm -hmm. to make sure people know instantly what they're going to be getting into from, from the fucking get go. Like they just suddenly they don't get the fucking benefit of of the doubt that people that publishers tend to get when that, when we know we're actually going to get like, when we know that fucking whatever game is going to give us a fucking weak head start to play it, then we know we can actually go into it properly and, and really get into it. And yeah. Um, yeah. Like, man, like, I don't think it's, I don't actually think it's as bad as, as you think it is. Z, uh, I, I think, Maybe there's, I don't know, maybe you need to change how you're looking at, at these games, I guess. Not necessarily, like, obviously, the one, the, you've, the, the thing is, right, like, you have a solid list of shit, because shit has gone down recently. But I think that we are nearing a point where, like, 
console games don't get away with as much anymore because they can't just rely on pretty graphics because they're so far behind PC games. And so suddenly we're getting to a point where quality standards need to be fucking upheld. I think for a long time, you know, YouTubers and Twitch streamers were able to get away with so much uh, without being held accountable for like blatantly advertising like paid for fucking sponsorship mm-hmm. type shit that uh that publishers i think for a little while felt fucking invincible and i think now you know if like god help us but like the fucking fcc and shit have actually gone after things like uh influences yeah uh and yeah i think the the about that that like sort of the publishers are starting to realize they're no longer invincible. They're not invincible in that way. And, you know, you try your best to fucking call out um, bad games or even medium games. I've talked about this before, right? Like, you can't... People don't want fucking negative reviews. People, like, you write a positive game uh, review for a game that someone doesn't like, and they were like, ah, it's just a, a rare miss for Joby, Right. A rare, rare miss for Joby is usually right about these things. I'll, I'll check him next time. Right? You write a negative review about a game someone liked, and it's like you fucking kill their dog. Like, people don't want... Yeah, they don't want negative reviews all the time. So, yeah, it's just it's just the way we've been trained to think about fucking game reviews. Nobody... Yeah, no, nobody wants... People don't want me reviewing games either. Mm. Like, yeah. I think... So, I was going to say, I think Prey will be an interesting example because it's kind of their first big game that they seem to be doing things a bit differently. Um, They've shown a lot of Prey uh, so far. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious to see what happens leading up to that release because we saw with um, Dishonored and Skyrim that streamers and YouTubers did get it beforehand and whether or not that's going to reoccur and we're going to see them do the same thing and then how soon before release are critics going to get that game um like i know i've got a copy lined up but when is that going to be in my hands is that going to be after release or is it going to be before and i'll be embargoed till after release um i think where z doctor is uh you know the the thing about video games is people want to play the best or the newest latest thing that is out now and yep. they want to consume it as soon as possible um you know it goes not not just games but movies tv shows that sort of thing and if you're the type of person that maybe can't afford to put down money on every single game or or that looks forward to playing a specific game and they you want to see those reviews and see if it's it's worth playing um waiting a week to for those reviews to come out or a couple of days can be uh you know not great <laughs> when when mm. you're so excited to play something and you want to be yep. be experiencing it when ev- when everybody else is um so yeah i can kind of see where it's coming from in that point uh, i mean and the, the other thing is the like i mean as despicable as it is there are some instances of of like people know how to fucking manipulate like hmm. you there are circumstances where you just can't like most people just can't fucking tell they just can't tell yet that a game is shit right like that they just don't see it necessarily straight away and it's it's like it's just beyond like destiny it took me longer than i am happy with 
It seems uh, good. Yeah, I well, played like eighty hours not, of that game. <laughs> yeah, not, not not to see that. It, like I knew, I knew it wasn't good the entire time. I just kept fucking playing. I just couldn't stop playing it. Right, like that annoys the fuck out of me. Um, yeah, like it's it's one of those things where sometimes, yeah, even even the best critics like myself. Uh, don't necessarily see it in time and yeah if you were to wait for a fucking like if if there were one week or sorry week before reviews there are most most game critics aren't as good as me mm-hmm. uh and they wouldn't catch like how many times do we see fucking just blatantly idiotic shit in game reviews it trust me, bananas. Like, just yeah. How 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 have you interpreted this in the manner that you have? That's uh, these things like boggle my mind. And yet, yeah, these people get. Uh, no, I don't want to shit talk other critics. Anyway, uh, Miracle writes. Good question, though. Good question. I don't think we answered uh, all of it, but no, I don't think we did. Uh, <laughs> it's a very complex one. Um, and yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, it, it is. It's some shit, man. Yeah, but I th- I don't think we can force anybody to do anything. It, it's their Very business. Uh, if they want to hand out reviews, it's up to them. Um, yep. Yeah, but if think you your don't best agree, bet. just fucking so- jump on Twitter and start messaging uh, Bethesda personally. Don't, don't pre-order. Don't pre-order. Yeah, and just continue to listen to the gap. Yeah, good good uh, choice. Um. And tell us, and if we're not reviewing something you want us to review, tell us. Uh, Miracle writes, to put it lightly, I think the situation isn't as from as you put it. As from as you put it. Far. I think that's far. Far as you put it. Okay. And I'm one that is normally pretty negative about things. Besides that, a governing body of any sort would be a nightmare to work through internally and externally. What would we do to decide on a group to take care of all this? How just much Job. can they govern? Yeah, just, just, just you. Fucking me. The I'm governing body of Job. A cheatatorship. Um, if they get too much power, awful things can happen. Like, what if they could control prices? If they have too little power, then what could they do, actually do to enforce anything? Can we even justify this governing body? Who does this affect? Only AAA? Only publishers and devs making a, above a certain amount? If we force this on indie devs, how does this negatively affect them? Do we go with one rule to cover everyone? How does pushing back the release date between mandatory review dates and release dates screw with things? There would be more rules to reinforce other rules and it becomes a big mess in my eyes. Well, yeah. That's There's a lot true. of questions in here. Uh, I think they're rhetorical. Oh, they're not for us. No. Uh, now, speaking in a vacuum of sorts, I still think the effects would be rather minimal in the long run. Review dates and release dates don't seem to be too different from one another. Uh, not a lot I'm well versed in that, so correct me as needed. Besides, what stops any dev with publisher paying off uh a review or reviewers just sucking off each other. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure we all know cases of some funny review scores. Plus, there are cases of where the, these publishers and devs are paying for releasing something below par. Uh, paying for mm. Street Fighter Five is the one that comes to mind. No arcade mode, bare bones, uh, bare bones online system that's barely being replaced soon. I believe that people eventually and people are mad and not buying the game. Some in the uh, FGC calling it one of the worst, worst if not the worst launches of a major fighting game ever. People are starting to wisen up to all the antics. Will it 
ever be completely gone and people stop calling for it? No way. But I think it'll start to affect sales eventually. I feel like um, I've said this before. Yeah, I just want to clarify. Uh, <laughs> devs paying for releasing something below par. I That doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, no, no, I get it. I get it. There are cases of where these publishers and devs are paying for releasing something below par. Street Fighter is an example of a, a situation where the publishers and devs are being raked over the coals for releasing something below par. Although I don't think they were fucking, I think they got a, still got away with some shit Capcom did um, at, for Street Fighter Five. I still think they got off pretty fucking light, to be honest. I mean, I know obviously now uh, it's, it's, you know, the over arching opinion is that it hasn't been a good fucking launch for Street Fighter Five, but on launch, uh, I I literally interviewed all of like everyone in the fucking Sydney fighting game community and uh they were all fucking stoked. Uh they were fucking like raving about Street Fighter Five, which like just just looking like as an outsider looking in surprised me at the time because I thought it looked pretty fucking shallow. But uh yeah. Anyway, uh, publishers paying off. What stops any uh, devil publisher paying off? Integrity is what stops that. Just want to clarify, uh, I don't know of any case of any person, critic that I know who has ever been paid by a publisher. uh, For a good review or bad review or a bad review (laughs) or anything like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's cases of stuff that we've heard of stuff like with the Jeff Gerfman stuff, but that wasn't... He that wasn't him. He, he didn't that get was, paid. Yep. It was like an advertising that was pulled. Yep. Uh, and in, in most cases, your advertising department uh, are generally separate from like editorial stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I don't think there has been many uh, proven cases about that, at least that I've that I've heard of. Uh, I don't right. know. Especially recently. Yeah. Um, you know, I think publishers are a lot smarter, and they'll. They'll just throw their money at, at YouTubers for ads or yep. stuff like that. that. That stuff's been happening for years. So, yeah, at least like YouTube stuff, as Job said before, is getting cracked down on. You now have to acknowledge that this is an ad. I've been paid off for this stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's still a thing that does happen. Yep. Yeah. Same, like even Instagram and stuff is still like you have to start saying that stuff as well. And on Twitter and yeah, mm. it's something that's needed to be done for quite a while. Anyway, his actual question. Yeah. So, have any of you gotten on a boat and went over to the starting island in PUBG? Uh, Battlegrounds. Uh, did you know that the doors you open in the large school light building during pre-game stay open? That lets you loot fairly easily if you do decide to head there. Uh, there have always been gas tanks to refill the boat for the trip back. We've even made a trip up there, came back all the way down to the bottom of the military base island by boat. What the fuck? I did not know you could get there. Uh, I... Wow. Okay. The boat is barely any faster than the bu- bubble without boosts. Uh, it takes about three gas tanks to make it from there to the bottom of the military island, if I remember correctly. Uh, that is amazing. We have to do this. You didn't know uh, you'd go back? I did not. There is a video, I believe, on YouTube where uh, one group goes back, but there's another group following them. Okay. And when they get to the island, the other group steals their boat and leaves. <laughs> Ah, amazing. I yeah. love it. I I think that uh, that island should be removed. Yes. Um, 
I mean, yes, obviously the start of the game, but also, you know, it shouldn't be accessible from the other part of the game. Yeah. Uh, and they need to do something in the top right-hand corner of that map. There's not enough going on there. I, I don't go there at all. Right, yeah. Um, there's just no loot. Yep. It's not, it's not worth going there for any reason other than shit. Maybe I'll just go camp up here for a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just deserted. There's nothing going on. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, d- I did read that they're doing, like, they're, they're planning on doing more maps, which is pretty cool. That is cool. But I would still like them to do stuff with the existing map and flesh it out yeah. a bit more. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but I, I wouldn't want to, I don't know, why, I don't see why we'd want to go back to that part of the island. Free loot, I guess. Free loot, but also you can do that pretty much anywhere and you're not going to yeah, kill on anybody. Yep. Uh, that's not why I play that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hi, uh, Dangers writes, last question. Hi, jo- Jobo Bobo. What are your thoughts on Jack and Daxter skins in Battlefield? I personally think that would be a fantastic idea a battle f- and uh, would help launch the game to never before seen heights. Yours sincerely, old Dang. Uh, Battlefield 1 or Battlefield uh, like Original. 4 or Battlefield 5 or what, like what are we talking here? Because if it's Battlefield 1, I mean, we are the day after Anzac Day, so uh, probably not appropriate because uh, World War 1 and all that. But Battlefield 4, um, yeah, you could probably, probably make it happen, to be honest. Uh, engineer skin for... Um, Whichever one is the robots, uh, and I guess assault skin for the other one. I can never remember which one's which. Um, but yeah, Kazooie. Oh yeah, Kazooie. Um, yeah, and have like a yeah, have a medic um, kit like skin for banjo, and yeah. Uh, what about ukulele? How does ukulele fit in? Maybe snipers. Yeah, because everyone fucking hates ukulele and the scout. Uh, yeah, the scout, sniper, whatever. Same dealer. Uh, yeah, good thinking, Tangers. Good pitch, buddy. Uh, and as always, a fantastic Jack and Daxter related question. Um, uh, before we finally wrap this up, uh, cooking tip. Want to clarify a few things from last week's cooking tip? I said, uh, I think I said. Uh, six hours at 80 degrees for a steak in the oven. Uh, I meant to say uh, eight hours at 60 degrees. You don't want to cook. Oh, you probably ruined a it's steak. too late. You do it you, the other one. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's been a week. You've but already the other ruined thing thousands should, of steaks. You, you can do is Google uh, reverse reverse sear. It's semi-complicated, but uh, it, I, I tested it out, and it is a spectacular steak method, like, crazy good uh so try that out and the other thing um cook chicken uh, I, I said how you could very easily cook a chicken uh basically i want to tell you the easiest like the laziest fucking roast dinner you've ever had all you need is a slow cooker so you do the chicken from last week uh i did this i did this last week by the way uh you do the chicken from last week, which literally involves getting a whole chicken, rubbing it in whatever flavors you want the chicken to taste like, uh, and then dumping it breast side down in the uh, slow cooker and cooking it caramel. for six hours on low. Uh, you can use caramel. You got to put some fucking brown sugar in there to like help caramelize it anyway. So I think Skittles was the one I was telling you about. Yeah, Skittles. Skittles was your your dream one, yeah. uh, right? 
once you finish, once six hours is up, six hours on low, uh, you take it out, right? Chuck it, chuck it in the oven uh, on super high for 10 minutes. And while it's in there, you mix up two tablespoons of like gray box and dump it in to the slow, uh, slow cooker and you turn it on to high and you mix it, mix it all together. And you, that way you make gravy out of the chicken juice. While that's going, while it's just cooking away, while the chickens get in the oven crisping up the skin, you get a packet of store-bought gnocchi, right? And you shallow fry it. And it's like you've got chicken and potatoes. All right. And gravy. Brilliant. Cool. Crazy easy. Anyway, that's what I've got for you. That's the correct recipe this time? Yes. It's all the details. I won't try to do eight recipes all at once. All right. I'll just do one recipe really well, and that is the one I just said. There you go. Fair enough. Uh, you're going to be at BAM. I'm going to be at Battle Arena Melbourne 9. So if you're in Melbourne and you're going to Battle Arena Melbourne, which is at the MCEC, uh, I'll be around. So if you see me, come up and say hi. That'd be cool. When's that? Uh, th- that is on the uh, 13th and 14th of next month, okay. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm down there. We're going to hang out with uh, Daigo, Daigo, and uh, throw some fireballs. Bonchan and Zian. Cool. Bunch of Street Fighter players. But I might hang out and play Tekken mostly. Ah. Nice. Uh, and a reminder: we'll also be at IEM, and we'll be at IEM. Yes. In, so if uh, you're at IEM and you see us, come and say hello. Yeah. One hundred percent. How exciting. Mm. pretty good uh, and I believe I'll be on Twitch this weekend for okay. the Sony Foundation something or other <laughs> Sony Foundation charity stream go to Twitch you'll be on Twitch <laughs> I'm on at 6am on Sunday and why uh, I've had a an engagement a party locked in for Saturday for the last three months so I'm going to be on shit faced uh, so yeah should be interesting cool yep uh, that, that'll be yeah that'll be interesting yep <laughs> alright well that's it um, that's it you can find me at twitter.com slash lukelaurie l-i-w-r-e jobs joby jojo yep yeah what's your name this week did you have one no 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 player uh, on jobs battle jobs I'm going to do it now. Okay. That's. Yeah. It's all I'm know. playing. Why would I, why would I pretend? I don't know. I, maybe I could have thought of something better, but I can't. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's it. As I said before, um, uh, iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Facebook.com slash GA Podcast, Twitter.com slash GA Podcast, the GA Podcast.com for everything, and Patreon.com slash GA Podcast to help us out. That's it. Yep. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. See everyone next week. Uh, thanks for listening and enjoy your goblin sausage. I can only fit player on Job's battle. So I'm just going to go with battle Job's. It'll be like battle toads. Yeah. Yep. But with more unknown. True. Yes. Peace okay. out, homies. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.